Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Football Friday, the first of 22, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I know I messed up the intro, but who cares? <laughs> this is Second City Sports. We're live at 11 Color, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am yours truly, Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Me, Akina McGee on the Twitter and Akina Scroll McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your episode, whether it's the Apple iTunes Store, Amazon, or Google Play. The reason why you want to get the Chicago Sports Zone Chicago app, because we said so, that's why. Plus, you can catch any of our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports, as you're doing right now on the app. If you miss any of our shows, including this one, you can go back and listen and watch uh, previous episodes at your own leisure. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Excuse me. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so. Second City Sports. We're you can follow us at War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in that search engine box on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very different opinions. And if you have a comment or a question uh, doing any of our topics on today's uh, two-hour extravaganza, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the beating the bull boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Speaking of giving the opponents the boot, let's kick off this hashtag football Friday edition of Second City Sports Lakina by discussing the Chicago Bulls. We'll get to the rest of the NBA in just a moment. Lakina, the Bulls will try to go for win number nine in the row when they host the Washington Wizards tonight at the United Center at seven o'clock. You watch that game locally on NBC Sports Chicago, nationally on NBA League Pass. For those of you that uh, happen to Listen to us or watching us in the D.C. area where you're getting hit with that ton of snow. You can watch it on NBC Sports Washington. Lakina, let's review the last game of the Bulls uh, this past Monday, the 1-2-98 victory over the Orlando Magic. DeMar DeRozan, he had a very good game, but at the free throw line, that's where he struggled. He only shot... Boy, my computer screen just went blank, but in 36 minutes of action... He had 29 points. He was 7-13 from the free throw line. Of course, there was pictures that was tweeted out following uh, the game. DeMar DeRosa was still in his uniform. He took 100 free throws on one side of the court, made them all. He took another 100 free throws on the other side of the court, made them all. He was disgusted about his performance at the free throw line after the game, which shows me, Lakina, we talked about DeRosa's uh, heroics uh, in our last episode from the previous week. DeRosa, as I said before, he's my number two pick for MVP behind Steph Curry. We'll get to him later on in the segment. But as far as this Bulls team is concerned, De DeMar DeRozan is the man everybody else is following. I know Zach Levine has some kind words to say about DeRozan the other day. And DeRozan, this shows me that he has a chip on his shoulder. He's using that energy in a healthy way. This man cares about winning. He cares about getting better. And he's setting an example for his teammates and everybody else should follow. Yeah, and I think that, you know that's what you want. And you know, you 
he's the opinion of, of the leader. I think he's probably is the leader of this Bulls team. And I know some people say, you know, does he do he and Zach get along and blah blah blah. I I think that I I think they do. I think look, I think that Zach rose on the fact that he has someone else that he can depend on. He does, the owners doesn't have to be on him all the time. We've talked about this, you know, throughout the preseason going into this season. And uh, we'll talk about it. We'll hopefully talk a little bit later when we have time. But DeRozan actually went with Ayo, Ayo DeSumo, of course, who has his juries retired over down in uh, Champaign at Illinois when they put their game against Maryland yesterday. So that was really cool to see. And, you know, as for, you know, this game, I mean, the Bulls, you know, they kind of, they had, they kind of had a slow start, which you figured that this that would happen, especially this could, could have been a track game for Maryland, for, for, you know, the Bulls against the Magic. You know, Wendell Carter Jr., Fogs, Wagner, you know, they got some really good young players on that team. But, you know, they were able to kind of kick it up. You know, they had they scored 30 points in the second quarter, so they kind of didn't look back. It was kind of still back and forth. I mean, the Magic still kind of hung around, but they were able to pull it off late, which is what you want. You know, they've won eight in a row. Um, you know, DeRozan and Zach are now both, like, in the top five NBA voting. You know, they, po- they posted their uh, results from the early voting for the NBA All-Star game, you know, a couple of days ago. DeMar's number one, you know, among point guards. And Zach's number four. So keep it up, Bulls fans. You know, keep retweeting it. You know, you can hashtag vote for, you know, insert whoever whoever the player is. You know, all the teams are doing it through their social media. So make sure you guys go to the uh, Chicago Bulls uh, Twitter account to you know, make sure you check out how to do it so we can get multiple. And also, too, Vooch is uh, the front court. Vooch is number 10. In the, in the East, you know, among voters. So if you want to get multiple Bulls in there, you can do that. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking, you're looking at the uh, what the Bulls are doing, and also you look at their, their upcoming schedule, some of those games that are going to be made up because, you know, COVID, you know, whether it's, you know, when they were going through or what the teams are supposed to be playing, they're going through, they have about five games in seven days. So they've got a lot of, you know, games to make up, and it doesn't get easy. You know, Washington. They got to play Dallas. That's a makeup game on Sunday. Then they have Detroit, which is a makeup game. Then they have Brooklyn, you know, right after that. You know, the good news is it's back-to-back home games, so that does help a little bit. Then they have, you know, two days later, they have Golden State. Then they the next Saturday, next Friday, next Saturday, they have Boston and, you know, at Boston. And then they have to go at Memphis. And then after that, that's a Martin Luther King Day game. That's a 2.30. They'll be on TNT. And then after that, they go against Cleveland at 7 o'clock. They host Cleveland. And then that Friday, they got to go against Milwaukee. And then on that Sunday, they got to go at Orlando and okay and OKC. Then they have Toronto on the 26th. So that's a big stretch for the Bulls. So yeah. it's going to be a big test to see how they do. You know, against, they, got some, they got a pretty tough schedule coming up. So it's going to it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, wrap it up on the uh, Orlando win from, from this past Monday. I like the fact that the Bulls bench uh, had 23 points. You know, there's uh, there's been a point of contingency for me these last few games. Of course, Kobe White had a bounce back game with 17 points on 7-11 mm-hmm. shooting, including two or five from downtown. I know some Bulls fans want to use them as a trading piece if you want to get that uh, interior guy who could score and defend at the trade deadline. We'll see about that. But for right now, I like the way Kobe White's been playing. It, it looks like he's starting to finally start to get his game back. And this team is going to get da- even more dangerous when Alex Caruso comes back. Hopefully he's healed properly with his foot problems and things along that line. I know Lonzo Ball didn't look great offensively the other night, but he still uh, controlled the pace with seven assists and seven rebounds. And that's what you like to see. Now, is Lonzo Ball there to score 20 points a night? No, but he's there to uh, – He's an extension of the coach 
on the floor. And he gets his teammates involved. He directs the offense, and and he sets the tone for, for the rest of his teammates. So I like the way this Bulls team is, is going right now. Hopefully you start to get more contributions from your bench. I know uh, Alfonso McKinney, I'm glad the Bulls, uh, looks, like looks like they're going to keep him, thank goodness. But I know he did do well the other night, but I think he's going to be a, a, a fitting piece moving forward. Also, too, uh, Dante Jones had seven points. Uh, he was, he was inserted to the starting lineup late on Monday. But it, as we talked about before, Lakina, whoever's missing in action, it's, it's a next man up mentality. It's a football mentality. Whoever's not playing that night, whoever's number is called, they're expected to do their job. And that's what we've been seeing so far from this Wolves team. Despite everything, as you mentioned, they've gone through with COVID, scheduling changes and things along that line and injuries so far this season. And there is a guy, a veteran guy that just got released by his team a couple of days ago that I think would be perfect for the Bulls. I'll get to him in a second. But, you know, going through this, I mean, the fact that the, the Bulls, they've got, you know, right now, the number one seed right now at 25 and 10, they've won eight in a row, like we, we said. Look, no one's saying that they're the best team in the East. You know, right now they are, but no one said they're going to finish the number one seed. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Brooklyn's had their various issues. Again, Kyrie back into the lineup. Milwaukee's had their various issues and among other teams. So it really is going to be a testament. That stretch I was talking about, you know, just a minute ago. It's going to be interesting to see where they're at by that point because they've got a lot of games to play, most of makeup games in like three weeks. So if they can finish at the very least, maybe win – at least half of those games, then they'll be in good shape. I don't want to hear if they win three, or if they lose three or four in a row for whatever reason. I don't want Bulls fans like, oh, trade everybody because you know how some Bulls fans are. But you know, going you know before we get into the rest of the NBA, I think, look, let's just enjoy what we're seeing right now. Look, we're it's we're still we're only about a third through the season. Let's get back to you know let let's just you know take it one game at a time. I'm going to use the old adage here and just enjoy the basketball. You know. Whatever happens, happens. You know, there'll be a measure race. We still got you still gotta play the Warriors, you know, and, and a few others. You gotta play Memphis. I've been playing very well. So let's just, you know, take it one step at a time, folks. Is it imperative in your opinion, Lakina, that this Bulls team finish no worse than third uh come at the end of the season? So you you don't have to face Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and or Philadelphia back to back uh on on your way to hopefully a, a NBA finals appearance. It's ideal, but is it imperative. No, I mean, the only thing I want, you know, for the bulls is just to avoid the play in that. That's all. That's the only thing I want. That's the unless they I stay want. healthy and hopefully COVID doesn't uh, wreak havoc again. I, I, the bulls will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, as long as they avoid the play in, I'm okay. Look, if they end up finishing fourth and they have to play Brooklyn first, you know, Brook if they would have to play for Brooklyn in the, um, in the semifinals, okay, so be it. But look, you got to be the best. If you want to be the best, you got to be the best, right? As they say. So, yeah, I'm not too worried. If, look, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. How about that? Yeah, we'll see uh, if the Bulls can win their ninth in a row as they'll take on the Washington Wizards tonight at 7 p.m. at the United Center. You're listening to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with. With Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Bronze. We now transition over to the rest of the NBA. Lakina, Kyrie Irving made his 2021-2022 uh, debut Wednesday at Indiana against the Pacers. The Brooklyn Nets defeated the Indiana Pacers by the score of 129 to 121. Kyrie Irving, he started the game and in 32 minutes of action, had 22 points off of 9-17 shooting, four 
assists and three rebounds. He was old for his first five shots. I did get a chance to watch some of that game, Lakina. You could tell he was very engaged and he was a little bit rusty as expected. I think we talked about this on our last show on Monday, but in that second half and towards the end of that second quarter and definitely into the second half, you could tell that he finally started to get his rhythm better and got his game going. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this works because there, there are going to be some states where Kyrie will be able to play, but there are going to be other states, perhaps maybe here in Chicago in the next week, you know, he probably won't be able to play. So we'll see, you know. But look, I, I, I caught a little bit of the game too. And look, look he, of course, he's going to look rusty. I mean, he hadn't played in like almost three months. So yes, of course, yeah. he's going to, you know, look rusty. Now, he did get, he did pick it up, you know, in the second half. And, you know, he's in with 22 you know, lean the way with, with, with Katie who had 39. So yeah, I mean, I want they got a tough stretch as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see how engaged, you know, Kyrie is and how, how much of it, especially, you know, especially once he has to have to go to some of these places where he, you know, you have to be vaccinated. So that's going to be really going to be the big question for me is that how they're going to be able to, the Nets are going to be able to navigate this. You know, they play Milwaukee, you know, tonight. I wonder that, you know, they host Milwaukee. So that's, you know, that helps, you know, San Antonio, that helps as well. Will he be able to play? Then they got to go at Port. Look, I don't know what the story is over there. So you wonder though, will this be, you know, a, I don't want to say a distraction, but is it going to be kind of like tiring that he's, he might play a couple of games. They'll have to come, have to be off a couple. That, that's good. It's going to be interesting to see how the Nets navigate this. Yeah, the Nets knew what they were getting into once all their players started uh, coming down with, with this virus. So, uh, if, if, if the Nets organization uh, expects people to feel sorry for them, it's not going to happen. And, and number two, they knew that this was coming at some point. So they just going to have to deal with it the best way they can. The players uh, have known, known, uh, known Kyrie's stance on it for, for the, you know, for the longest time. So they'll have to adjust it. And plus uh, the players that have been substituting for the ones that have been injured or uh, uh, that came down with COVID, they've been doing a great job anyway. So, I don't think it's going to be a big deal as far as the players, but I think it's going to be a bigger deal, unfortunately, with some of the folks in the media. And I think that's going to be the thing that they shame on you, media. Leave the guy alone. I mean, come on. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just absurd. You know, they, they were down 19, too. So the fact that they were able to overcome that, you know, you know, they found the rhythm and such. So I'm sure it's going to take them maybe a couple more games to, you know, be part of the rotation. It's going to be. And also with Kyrie going to be in and out, that's going to be another, you know, thing that they're going to have to figure out. But. We'll see what happens. What else you know, got your attention in the NBA this week? I caught a couple of clips of this game from Thursday night last night. Uh, the New York Knicks uh, defeated the Boston Celtics 108-105. to Julius Randle pulling the Javi Baez with a thumbs down with a sellout crowd of MSG in front of a national television audience. What was that all about? <laughs> I don't know. I think so no one was really saying anything. I know he's trying to find his rhythm back, too. He just come off, came off the COVID list, so... He was kind of okay. struggling a bit, so maybe that's why I guess the fans were booing him, and he felt the felt the need to you know to boo. I think he should. Look, he's a veteran now, so he, he should have just left it alone, Julius. I mean, yeah, that does that's not going to endear you, especially it's in New York fans. You know, he, he scored twenty two, but you know he was eight for twenty from the field, so I think that's probably my my maybe some of them were booing him, but you know whatever. But you know, Evan Fournier had a career high forty one, so that helped propel them. That helped kept them in it. Boston had their chance to put the game away late; they couldn't. You know, also to RJ Barrett had the, the game winning three that mm-hmm. it was the game was tied, but RJ Barrett's game winner. 
which is very similar to what DeRosa did uh, did last week. You know, it, he was trapped, but I think I think he, I, but I think RJ knew that the time that was left. I think he just kind of threw up a prayer and it was answered. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, look, the Knicks have been struggling lately, and this is a nice win for them. They're still a game under five hundred. We'll see if they can. This will be a start of a new streak for them. But it was a good game, yes, uh, last night. I mean. Yeah, I was, I was trying to listen to the fan this morning out of New York before we we started broadcasting today. And as usual, some of those fans were not happy. And of course, and you know how no, you know, yeah, you know how New York sports fans are. New York sports radio is, and yeah, well, if you do something <sighs> remotely stupid, they'll come down you, come down on you hard. So uh, we'll see what yeah. Jules handle how he handles this going forward. Lakina also too, the Golden State Warriors, they lost their last two games. Yeah, lost at the so Pelicans last night. And then they lost on Dirt and Whiskey night uh, yeah. in the Wednesday night game on ESPN against the Dallas Mavericks 99 to 82. Are yeah. you worried about the Warriors? I'm not. Look, I'm not either. I know, I know, I'm sure a lot of Bay Bay Area people are freaking out, and especially it says Clay is supposed to be coming back um tomorrow, but I'm not worried. I mean, yeah, yeah, Steph has struggled. Okay, yeah, he's human. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, I yeah. think if you're a Warriors fan, you shouldn't be freaking out about it. I know they've had some guys that were, you know, hurt right now. Draymond's out too. People need to remember that as well. So I know Steph didn't play their last game against the Pelicans. That's how <laughs> that might be why they they lost. But it was you know a couple of nights before, you know, when it was Irving Whiskey night and Jason Kim was actually begging Dirt to come back. <laughs> Access, you know, the whole you know, <laughs> you know not, the 10-day contract thing, but he uh Vizky said nope, Dirk said nope, I'm good. But yeah, but you know, okay, that was a nice win for the Pelicans. We'll get to some news about the about Zion. I think he should be done for the year. He's just sit the rest of the year, but that's another mm-hmm. issue coming up. Um, I gotta say the Lakers, though, for me, I think the Lakers look really good. I know, look, Russell Westbrook actually played a game, didn't have a turnover. Yay! Yay! All right. Yeah, first, yeah, first time since 2016, March of 2016, that he has had that he has played a game without a turnover. It was the first time that has happened <laughs> in a recorded turnover. That's at the 407 game streak without with a turnover. So that and that's which was the longest since the 77 78 season. And the Lakers have been playing better. I mean. They got a couple of nights off, you know, since the win against Sacramento. So they're back in action tonight. You know, we'll get to the schedule in a second. But, I mean, the Lakers look really good. And, you know, I think having LeBron play the point, I think that's has, that has helped, you know, exponentially. And also, too, LeBron James is starting off at the five as well. And so that uh, helps balance out that uh, Lakers lineup, especially without Anthony Davis. I know he's supposed to be reevaluated in the next few weeks. So hopefully when the Lakers get him back, uh, things will sort of get back to normal for the Lakers. But right now, uh, they're starting to get that game back. I watched that game uh, against Sacramento the other night. Uh, Malik Munn's been playing very well, averaging over 20 points in his last five games, uh, shooting it for nearly 40% from three-point range and shooting barely over 50%. So he's starting to get his game back. Carmelo Anthony's starting to get get his game back. So uh, the Lakers are looking good, but just the question is, can they sustain it while they uh, start to get some of their big guys back? That's going to be the million-dollar question. I'll do Memphis real quick. Memphis has looked really good since John Morantz yeah. has came back. I mean, they you know, pull off a big upset against – Brooklyn on Monday, you know, me, being in my 14. Also, they beat at the next night, they actually beat a river hold off Cleveland. So Memphis has looked really good. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're, look, they don't have a lot of big names. You know, the coach isn't a big name, but you know, other than job, ja, but you know, they looked really good. Yeah, Memphis has looked good. John Moran, as we talked about before, Lakina, he's made a difference in this team. Of course, uh, Memphis won, I believe, 10 out of 11 games uh, during his absence early last month. And so Memphis is. 
that they, they might not be the sexiest team outside of Morant's John Morant's name, but you still got a bunch of guys, role players like Kyle Anderson and Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been uh, they, all those guys have been doing a very good job. So Memphis is a uh, it might not be a team that people uh think of one of the first teams that you think of, but they could get people trouble come playoff time should they get in. Yeah, they beat Detroit by 30 last night. So they're they're keeping it going real quick, though. We, 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 we'll only go through, like, we won't go game by game. We'll go through some of the marquee mm-hmm. games. Um, Milwaukee and Brooklyn, that's the first game that ESPN doubleheaded us at 6.30 tonight. Of course, Atlanta and Los Angeles. I, I, they should be getting everybody back from Atlanta. So that should be a really mm-hmm. good game against the Lakers tonight on TNT. Of course, the Bulls and the Wizards and, uh, and uh, Sacramento and Denver. That should be a good one as well. Yes, uh, going to tomorrow's action, Memphis at the Clippers at 2.30. The Jazz will take on the pace, will take on the Indiana Pacers at 6 o'clock. The Knicks and the Celtics will do battle. That's an NBA TV game at 6.30. And then the Miami Heat will take on the Phoenix Suns at 8 o'clock. Going to be watching that game via my, this little device here. Uh, Sunday's yep. game, San Antonio and Brooklyn. That should be a good one. Note the, note the start time for this one. Atlanta and the Clippers at 2.30. Don't ask me. Don't ask us why. <laughs> uh, the Bulls go against uh, Dallas. I know Dallas will want their revenge from their first meeting. I know they were shorthanded, too. I think Luka was out during that game, so I'm sure they're, Dallas is going to want their revenge on Sunday. Dallas will look for their revenge. Uh, trying to pull up the Sunday schedule. Yep, you mentioned the Spurs and the Nets at 11 a.m. Right before football, of course, the Hawks and the Clippers at 2.30. Wizards and the Magic at 5 o'clock. And, of course, on Sunday's uh, NBA TV game of the night, is, it will be the return of Clay Thompson as the Golden State Warriors will host the Cleveland Cavaliers at 7.30. Also that's too. at the same time as Sunday night football. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Interesting uh, scheduling there. Also, to Memphis and the Lakers. I'm sure the Lakers will love their revenge <laughs> against the against the Grizzlies because they beat them in their last meeting. So, should be very interesting. Yes. Um, You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live at In Love Color along with Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. That is me. When we come back, history was made at the United Center on Tuesday night between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Colorado Avalanche. We have we'll have a special guest uh, that will that will join us to uh, describe this uh, very special event and a whole lot more. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The college football playoff this Monday night in Indianapolis. It's Georgia taking on Alabama. The Bulldogs ranked number three in the college football playoff poll. Alabama number one, but the Crimson Tide head into the game as an underdog. Georgia is a three-point favorite. That's no concern for Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban. You know, being an underdog is being an underdog. They have a really good team that's very well respected. We have a tremendous amount of respect for them. You know, it's important for our players to know what they need to do to be able to continue to have success in the next game, regardless of what happened in the last game. Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title game, but Bulldogs head coach Kirby Smart doesn't see that as a factor. It's really separate from the SEC championship other than obviously everybody will be using that tape to look at matchups and look at tendencies and things. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
This is the feeling you get when you have a dedicated Fidelity Wealth Planner looking at your full financial picture. Someone working with you on a flexible, comprehensive wealth plan based on your goals, helping you balance risk and reward. It's being able to enjoy today because you have a plan for the future. This is the planning effect from Fidelity. Learn more at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. And now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Welcome back to welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago on the hashtag Football Friday edition, the first of 2022, along with Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. That's me. We're going to turn our attention to the ice down because history was made during Tuesday night's loss with the Chicago Blackhawks in the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Avalanche beat the Blackhawks four to three, but that wasn't the main story. The main story was our, our guest who will be joining us in just a minute, Mr. Jason Ross Jr. He became the first black American to call a, a Blackhawks game uh, via play-by-play -play for TV or radio. And he was joined by Kaylee Chelios, who is the daughter of Chris Chelios, the uh, Hockey Hall of Famer and the former Chicago Blackhawk from back in the 90s. And they did so on WGN Radio AM 720 out of Chicago. And, and history was made in, uh, history was made uh, the other night in the broadcast booth. Lakina, as we talked about before, the, the Blackhawks have hired very good young content content directors and, and, yeah. and broadcasters and people and analysts and yes such, so. exactly and so they've been doing a great job and we want to bring on a very special guest who's no, no, who's doing a great job as i mentioned before he is mr jason ross jr you can find find him on the twitter at jason ross jr once again at jason ross jr sir welcome to the program congratulations how are you today hey guys thanks so much for having me can you hear me yeah, yes we, we can. can hear you just fine you got me Okay. Yeah, yeah, we got you. We got you. Sure. Yep. Okay. This is yeah. yeah I was first, this is live, folks. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. First, I was on my laptop. Then I jumped on my phone here. So glad that I'm all settled in. Really admire the work that you guys do. And thanks so much for the kind words, Sydney. Really appreciate it. And uh, nice to meet you guys over virtually here. I'm uh, I'm in Las Vegas. I'll be doing play-by-play -play on NBC Sports Chicago tomorrow night of the Golden Knights Blackhawks game. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Oh, we'll definitely be supporting you. So, congratulations once again, once again on that. Um, before we get to uh, the Blackhawks on the ice, um, going back to uh, you making history the other night. How many, uh, besides yours truly, not to humble, my, my, not to brag, but besides myself and I'm sure your family and, and close friends, how how many messages of well wishes that you re have you been receiving over the past couple of days? Oh, man, quite a few. It really has been an incredible week. This has been so amazing. Tuesday was uh, a dream come true. It was such a surreal experience being able to fill in for 
someone who's mentored me for a few years now and someone who I learned the craft of hockey, hockey on radio from in John Wideman. He just says he's an institution here in Chicago. And uh, I've listened to him for several years. I learned how to do this from him. He's such an incredible human being. And that was a privilege to be able to step in for him for that night against Colorado. We had an exciting game. I got to work with an awesome analyst and Kaylee Chelios, our host, Joe Brand, mm-hmm. everyone at WGN. Dude, it's such, such a talented group of people and obviously so much history with that station. So um, it was my first NHL call on the radio. So it was really, really an unforgettable night. I was able to get a puck from the game that was that was used in the game to remember that night and uh, something I'll definitely mm-hmm. carry around forever. It was definitely an unforgettable day. So thank you so much, Sydney. I appreciate that. No problem. Don't you ever sell that item, and if if if, <laughs> if, if you have to, if you have to keep it uh, keep uh, keep from doing any, any damage to it, give it to your parents. I'm sure they'll take care of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were what were the nerves like? Because I'm I'm sure it ha- you had to have been nervous. You know, not only that your first you know NHL game, but being the first African American to call a hockey game via either television or radio. I mean, did you kind of feel like you're you 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 had to you feel like you kind of had to do well for African Americans, you know, and 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 then that nature. Hmm. I guess I wasn't thinking too much about that side of things. Um, I have been able to learn quite a bit from Everett Fitzhugh, who's doing play-by-play yes. for the Seattle Kraken, and yes. uh, he became the first African American team broadcaster this season, and he's been a really good role model and mentor for me. And um, I did receive some messages pretty early in the day from people who saw an article that came out recently kind of talking about me and a few other African-American broadcasters in hockey. And um, that was that was pretty inspiring to receive messages from people who were telling me that they were excited to watch and were inspired by that that article and um, what's been taking place. So it's uh, it definitely is something that I don't think I was thinking about before the game, but maybe uh, that kind of thing settles in after the game when you get messages from people and whatnot. So, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, sports TV play-by-play man uh, for the filling voice for the Chicago Blackhawks, also for the Big Ten Network and FS1, FS2, and ESPN+. Plus. He's everywhere. Mr. Jason Ross Jr. <laughs> is joining us right here on Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Jason, uh, not to stereotype, uh, but just to have an educated conversation. Of course, for many of us in our age group, I'm, I'm assuming in your age group too, please, uh, some of you guys in your generation, that us as black Americans, we grow uh, uh, liking basketball. Of course, I'll speak for my yours truly. Of course, basketball. Of course, Michael Jeffrey Jordan for me. But uh, for, my first love was basketball, then followed by football. But I did watch hockey, especially in the 90s when the NHL of Fox uh, got started with the glowing puck and, uh, and, expanded, uh, and ex- expanded their coverage and expanded my knowledge of hockey. You grew up in Detroit. It's an original six city, just like Chicago. Was hockey your first love? You know, I, I would say it definitely was one of the first loves with the Pistons okay. and the Red Wings growing up in Detroit, being good around the same time. And my dad would take me to Joe Louis Arena, and I always loved the, the pace of hockey, the energy of it. It really is organized chaos. I mean, it's such a fantastic game. Um, the end-to-end action, gosh, the physicality of it. I've always been enamored by that. And then, say the physicality, of it, but then these guys are like ballerinas on the ice. They're so talented, so mm-hmm. cerebral, and they're thinking one, two, three steps ahead uh, while the game is moving so incredibly fast. So um, I've always been really, really enamored by that, and I did grow up loving it. Uh, hockey 
basketball, football, baseball, softball, any sport that was on. I loved watching that. I love tennis, really anything that's on TV. I love to watch it. And then I got into doing my play and I started loving to describe it. And the art of being the voice of an event, whether that's radio or TV, is, is uh, again, a privilege no matter what sport you're doing. And uh, getting to tell the narrative, bringing the energy, people like to watch sports to have fun and we get to have yeah. fun while we're doing our jobs which is pretty cool did you have a favorite red wing growing up Ooh, favorite red wing i'd have to say maybe pavel datsuk uh gosh uh, the yes. datsukian deeks and <laughs> just his craftiness and gosh i love 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 the, love the crafty guy it's always fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> uh also growing up in detroit uh jason well, you mentioned your love of uh, hockey. Um, of course, um, doing what you're doing now with uh, with radio and TV play-by-play, who are some of the uh, idols and your mentors? that You mentioned John Whiteman earlier, and that's why you're filling in doing uh, the Blackhawks hockey tel- uh, radio broadcast right now. But who are some of the um, analysts or play-by-play in both TV and radio that you're trying to emulate after? And some, who are some of the uh, people that you're trying to emulate yourself after? Mm, I'd have to say there are so many I've studied and learned from. I guess if we want to go into the Detroit side of things, on the baseball side for radio, we have Dan Dickerson who does the Tigers, and he's someone mm-hmm. who's really helped me out quite a bit over the past several years and grew up listening to him. He's fantastic, just delivers really well in the big moments, describes the action so well. Uh, he really cares about his job, and that's something that I want to be known for is someone who cares about the job and uh, treats this as I, I use the word craft because it really is a craft. It's an art form, and I think you have to approach it that way. So, um, Ken Cal is another one who does the radio for the Red Wings, and, and Ken Daniels. Uh, I actually have been chatting with those guys over the last couple of days, and they've been congratulations. It's been really surreal. Uh, Trevor Thompson is one of the reporters in Detroit on Valley Sports Detroit, and uh, he's been a really good mentor for me. Uh, another guy who has inspired me and he gave me a pretty early opportunity and um, was able to help me get my foot in the door in the business. Let's see. And then on the national scale, I love watching broadcasters like Mike Tirico and Declan. He was calling hockey. Let's see. John Forsland is another who I love to study on the hockey mm-hmm. side. He's a really kind gentleman as well. Really, really nice. Um, There's so many great people in hockey that I've learned from too. Um, let's see. I mean, ah, gosh, the broadcasters are endless. Uh, let's see, Sydney, you have a Bulls jersey behind you there. I love watching Adam Amin yes. on the Bulls game. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's, I studied his work for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've studied, uh, I've studied Adam's work for so many hours. He's a fantastic broadcaster. Um, let's see. Gosh, there are so many. There are so many. But those are a few that come to mind. Greg Kelser does the analyst work for the Pistons. He's fantastic. Yes. Gosh, Pat Foley, listening to him on, on the Blackhawks, obviously, and John, who I mentioned, too, John Weideman, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, it's my favorite part about this business is you can turn on a game and start learning. I love it so much. It looks it looks like there's also a lot of prep work, too. Uh, you've called a lot of games for the Big Ten Network, and also you do some work with FS1 and FS2. Uh, not really asking you, do you have a preference, but is there, like, a favorite sport that, that you love you know, calling and just telling people about the action and, you know, game-winning shots and things of that nature? Hmm. It's interesting. I think different sports afford you the ability to do different things. 
if you're calling a baseball game, softball game, and you love storytelling, you can get a little bit more storytelling in. If you love right. the up and down action, hockey, basketball, I love getting the adrenaline rush from calling those sports. Hockey in particular one that I think, like in a good game that we had on Tuesday, you really you recognize those moments and you get to raise your energy level. And it's going up and down. The crowd's getting into it. Um, fortunately, the Hawks didn't get the winner on uh, the win on Tuesday. But, uh, I mean, watching players like Kale McCarr and what he did in that overtime and got mm-hmm. and then just obviously the talented players we have in Chicago. And it's really an incredible sport to call. So I love hockey so much. I think that um, that might be my favorite to call, I'd have to say, is hockey. Just the energy of it is so awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, Lakina kind of stole my next question, but I'll rephrase my next question by uh, asking you this. I did check out your uh, demo that you and Kaylee Chelios did on the TV side. Uh, That's also available uh, for people to watch and view on on your Twitter page at Jason Ross Jr. on on Twitter. Uh, Do you want to uh, do more NHL hockey in the future, or are you just taking assignments as they come in and kind of let, let itself play out? I think, uh, well, I would love to continue doing the NHL. I think my mindset right now is as the assignments come in as hard as possible and um, try to do what I can do. And each and every time, I think with anything in life, that's putting one foot forward and stepping right into it and giving 110% effort. love that, that mindset, I think, uh, with anything in life. You want to give 110% effort. And I think whatever the sport may be, whatever network it is, um, that's always my goal is to make sure I'm as prepared as possible and make sure that uh, it's almost like being a part of a team. You practice throughout the week and then you try to execute when game time rolls around. And I think that those are the things you can always control. So I just try to go in with that mindset. And I love the people I'm working with so much. Everyone at the Blackhawks has been so, so awesome. I can't overstate how kind they've been to me and the opportunities they have given me. I just feel so privileged to be in Chicago and here in Vegas this weekend to do Saturday's game, um, they've given me this opportunity, and it's something I will never forget. It's so amazing, so amazing. And the people are so kind with the Hawks. I love them so much. Yeah, I've listened a little bit to you, to you and Kayla on the radio. P- people have this misconception about Kay that, oh, yeah, it just so happens that, yeah, she's Chris Chelios' daughter, but she was a really good hockey player in her own right, and she's a really great analyst. What's it like working with her? Kaylee is fantastic. She is incredible. She goes from radio to TV to studio, and she's so incredibly consistent in everything she does. And people don't know how hard that is to do. And she does it so well. Uh, We were kind of breaking down film before our last game and her ability to see the game and then slow it down for the audience, a game that is so fast. And then she can break it down for you and see things that happen away from the puck or what happened two, three, four steps before the actual goal was scored because that's likely what led up to it being scored. And she breaks that down so well. She's so talented. Um, Chris was in the booth with us for a bit the other night. He's such a nice guy and they have an awesome family. And um, Kaylee is an awesome person. Uh, Most importantly, she's super kind and super fun to work with and just absolutely fantastic human. And as you can tell, she's awesome at what she does. Killed it again in studio last night. Jason Ross Jr. filling voice for the Chicago Blackhawks. And he's also works for the Big Ten Network, FS1, FS2. He's everywhere. He's joining us right mm-hmm. here on Second City Sports 
on the, on the hashtag football Friday edition. We're live in living color. Sid Lakina here with you. Jason, you mentioned uh, uh, earlier growing up in Detroit and you talked about the Red Rings and the Detroit Pistons. You didn't mention the Detroit Lions. I understand why. Of course, we're dealing with our own issues here in Chicago with the Chicago Bears, but that's a whole nother issue. But uh, I wanted to ask you about the Detroit Lions. So we actually had had Dan Miller, of course, you, as you well know, the radio voice of the Detroit Lions on earlier. And he's uh, early in the year for on our show. And he's mm-hmm. a very such a very nice man. And he's a very very good uh, radio play-by-play man. I wanted to ask you: Have you had uh, any uh, contact with him or any advice for him? And so, uh, uh, what was what was the uh, conversation like with him? Let's see. I haven't spoken directly to Dan, but I have obviously listened to Dan for a number of years. He does a fantastic job on the lines. We were a part of the same organization in Detroit, which is kind of a group of broadcasters, but I've never met Dan in person. Everything I hear is obviously awesome. And as you mentioned there, you've spoken to him and he seems like such a great guy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's another fantastic broadcaster. Um, does a great job with the lions. And I think, like I mentioned, each sport is own animal and he's able to do that so well and works with Fox too, as well. in, in Detroit. So uh, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Dan is great. We have a couple of really good Dan's in Detroit, Dan Dickerson and Dan Miller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Before I give it back to Lakina, I want to ask you, I know you still follow the Detroit Lions. I know Dan Campbell is finished up his first year there. They only have two wins. But do you have hope that the Detroit Lions can finally turn around? They only have one playoff victory since 1957. I know you guys have been struggling, um, struggling there <laughs> as far as uh, staying success for a long time. Do you have any hope that the Detroit Lions will turn it around uh, anytime soon? Ooh, that is a question that I think Lions fans get quite a bit. And difficulty to even answer there because you noted the numbers. So, um, yeah, that's that's a hard one. Uh, I think it would obviously at this point have to start going through the draft and compiling players. And they've had some injuries, but uh, they obviously have had high picks in recent years. But uh, I I think that's, that's a challenge. And they're in a tough division each year. So, um Hopefully, I mean, I think we'll see. We'll see where the quarterback future goes with them. That's kind of a tough spot right now. So, uh, yeah, I'd have to say that would be my my answer to that. It's a tough question to answer. <laughs> yeah, they actually just celebrated the anniversary of that last playoff game thirty years ago, where they beat Dallas thirty-eight to six. But you know, I I got you here, Jason. So I know you I know you've called some college hoops, you know, games for the Big Ten Network and such. I've been trying to get Sid to start watching college hoops, you know, especially since it's after the new year now, conference play has started. <laughs> okay, I know you probably are not in, in, in the mode right now because you're in hockey mode, but tell tell Sid and other folks that are going to be watching listening to this right now, you know, who's the best team in the Big Ten and who is the best player? Ooh, gosh. In the Big Ten right now, I, I'd say on the men's side, I think you look at the standings and – Michigan State's up there. They're kind of quietly underrated at the moment in the top 15. Uh, uh, they've got some good players, Max Christie and a few others. Let's see. I mean, it's a deep conference each and every year. I mean, Rutgers knocked off Purdue earlier this season. Purdue was ranked number one in the conference, and you can make the argument for Purdue. There's so many talented players. Let's see. Uh, I mean, Illinois had their run last season that ended a bit prematurely. Maybe they – come back it's it's a it's a deep conference i think on the men's side and 
Uh, we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. But yeah, Purdue, Michigan State, those are two of the top, I think, in my list right now. But again, you look around the conference and there are so many good players and uh, different teams that potentially make runs and so many well-coached teams as well. Uh, Michigan, is uh, they got off to a bit of a rough start, but Juwan Howard is there. They've got some pieces in place that are young. Um, I think definitely not having the year that people expected, but, uh, you know, um, it'll be interesting to watch how things play out. And just a little heads up, guys, I do have a call coming up fairly soon here um, for the game tomorrow. So um, just wanted okay. to give you guys a heads up on that. No problem. No problem. No, that's uh, okay. last, yeah. We'll get you out of here on this last question with Sid. Okay. Um, last question for you, Jason, Jason Ross oh, Jr., yeah. right uh-huh. here on uh, Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in 11 Colors. Sid Lakina here with you. Last question for me, Jason, uh, to, in, uh, to, uh, uh, to anybody, aspiring broadcasters who are l- listening to this right now, they want to do what you do, they want to do what we do. Uh, what's the one uh, factor that has contributed to your success so far? Hmm. I would have to, maybe I'll go back into just making sure that you're always putting 110% effort into this. And that means not only your preparation, but when you're going back and you're watching your own work, which can be kind of tough at times and you're critiquing yourself. That's a very important part of this to always make sure you want to improve each and every day and get better like anything else in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is super important. And then always being willing to learn from others too. I think that's something I just naturally love doing is learning from other people. There's, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting business, but I, I think if you put your, again, put that foot in uh, 110% effort, I think that you can do whatever you want in life. And it's all a matter of going out and realizing there are no limits in life as well. And just trying to pursue your dreams and anything can happen. And if anyone wants to, reach out to me. Uh, my email address is Jason, J-S-O-N, Ross, R-O-S-S. Numbers are 402. Um, Jason Ross 402 at gmail.com if anyone wants to talk broadcasting. I love chatting about it with any aspiring broadcasters. So, uh, yeah, um, I think just when I, once again, putting 110% effort into your craft each and every day is something that can separate you. All right, that was Jason Ross Jr. Uh, he's a filling voice for the Chicago Blackhawks. He also works for the Big Ten Network and for FS1, FS2, ESPN Plus. The man is everywhere. And so check out his work. He'll be on the call tomorrow night on NBC Sports Chicago at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time when the Blackhawks will take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Jason, welcome to Chicago. Uh, congratulations once again on making history the other night. Lakina, join me and giving this man a round of applause. You're, you're the future of our business. Uh, great advice. And keep up the great work, young man. We got your back like a book bag and could much continued success. And we'll definitely have to do this again very soon, okay? Thank you so much, Sydney. Thank you so much, Lakina. Really appreciate you having me on. And uh, thank you again. I would love to jump back on soon. You guys have a great, great weekend. Hopefully we can get a Blackhawks win tomorrow. Let's hope yes. so. Thank you, <laughs> yes. Jason. Stay safe. All right, that was hey Jason guys, go Ross. Hawks. I'll see ya. All, All right, right, go Hawks. Like, go Hawks. Mm. All right, that was Jason Ross Jr. Like, like you like said, like, so you can catch him and Miss Kaylee Chelios tomorrow night on WGN Radio as 
the Hawks face the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Now, Sid, we actually have a few more minutes before we go to our break mm-hmm. and wrap up this first hour. Where do you want to go to? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I just want to say that just to finish up our, our conversation with, with Jason uh, Ross, uh, I just want to say this. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, uh, and pretend that we're the only ones that are uh, doing this, uh, giving out advice and uh, everything like that. I think Jason uh, wrapped it up per- perfectly. You, you have to be willing to listen and and learn from other people and, and make contacts. And we talked about this before with our other guests. Looking, that's why I, I love asking this question. I remember we did it when I was working with the Dean Davis show. You know, we we do it with uh, with this show, Second City Sports. We know a whole lot of people are listening who are trying to get that foot in the door or already have that foot in the door, just trying to establish relationships, establish their resume. And and this, you know, this as well as I do, Lakina. It's a very tough business to get into. First of all, into have one have sustaining power, but you have to uh, do multiple things. Uh, things that change, they already have changed and they're going to change again, especially in the era of social media, but it's all about relationships, especially in this business. So, and I, and I like uh, the example that, uh, that uh, Jason has set for everybody, especially for people behind them uh, coming up. Uh, we as, as, aspiring broadcasters and broadcasters in general have to help each other out. And that's what I like to uh, hear and see. Yeah, that was really nice of Jason to uh, give out his uh, professional email for anybody who wants his advice. You know, we'll, you know, you can replay it back on, you know, on a replay. And also too, when we post yes. it up on, we are, we are, we are radio and war media, a war on anchor, you know, when his post is later today, you guys can make sure you check it out, make sure you guys write mm-hmm. it down. And, you know, also, I think he said it, he said it best. I mean, don't, don't ever, you know, you turn out an opportunity because you never know. And, exactly. And, you know, look, he does, you know, hoops for the Big Ten Network and FS1 and the Fox Networks and the ESPN Plus. I know he does some college football for ESPN Plus as well this season. So he's basically done, he's doing pretty much everything, which you never want to do. You know, he's only he's, he's under 30. So he's kind of, you know, sort of, you know, putting the feelers out in the business. So I think you'll you, you look, hopefully we'll have more of people like Jason because there, there are a lot of them out there. Yes. You know, young folks who are you know coming through the business, you know, grinding and doing their things. So, you know, it's great to see what you know, Jason's doing and what others are doing. And hopefully we'll bring you more of those so we can get to know them a little bit more here on Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Yes, there's a whole lot of people that helped us out, Lakina. We just want to return the favor. Like, like I said before, we're not going to act like we're the only ones that are doing it. There's a whole lot of people that are doing what we're doing in terms of, uh, as the kids would say, dropping game, helping it out. And so uh, we can only do what we can. We're proud of to do what we do. We just want to give a platform to uh, not only established people, but people are trying to get that fun in the door. And I'm just proud that we're trying to do our part. Absolutely. And uh, as we're finishing up here, let me see. Uh, yeah, well, we'll get into it more and more. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Hawks, you know, unfortunately, you know, they, they lost. Hopefully they can bounce back tomorrow night against the, mm-hmm. the Knights. And they've been kind of up and down. lately. says coming back from break you know they hadn't played in like three weeks and also do it's very similar to the all a lot of the nhl teams especially the ones in canada you know since they you know, they have to play in front of empty mm-hmm. crowds right now with nobody there i mean you know it, it's just sort of like weird how covid we didn't get a chance to ask jason this but you know how covid is sort of still affecting some of these teams and such so it's gonna be very interesting mm-hmm. to see how they finish up this season yeah, and the Hawks are currently on, I believe, the six-game losing streak. I know they lost to the Arizona Coyotes on the road last night, and they're one. Arizona's not the worst. It's not the worst team in hockey, and uh, the Blackhawks, uh, as we talked about before, Lakina, 
they're a team in transition, but in some games like the other day in Colorado where we referenced in our interview, they were right there, but they just couldn't put the nail in the coffin. They have a lead, but they give it up or they come back and tie it and then they just can't finish the job. So that's, uh, that's an unfortunate identity for the young, this young Blackhawks team right now, but they still have a, a long way to go. We'll see what happens tomorrow night as they resume action in Vegas against the Golden Knights. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead as you're listening to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday, live in living color. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. Hashtag Football Friday starts after this. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The college football playoff this Monday night in Indianapolis. It's Georgia taking on Alabama. The Bulldogs ranked number three in the college football playoff poll. Alabama number one, but the Crimson Tide head into the game as an underdog. Georgia is a three-point favorite. That's no concern for Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban. You know, being an underdog is being an underdog. They have a really good team that's very well respected. We have a tremendous amount of respect for them. You know, it's important for our players to know what they need to do to be able to continue to have success in the next game, regardless of what happened in the last game. Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title game, but Bulldogs head coach Kirby Smart doesn't see that as a factor. It's really separate from the SEC championship other than obviously everybody will be using that tape to look at matchups and and look at tendencies and things. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. This is the feeling you get when you have a dedicated Fidelity Wealth Planner looking at your full financial picture. Someone working with you on a flexible, comprehensive wealth plan based on your goals, helping you balance risk and reward. It's being able to enjoy today because you have a plan for the future. This is the planning effect from Fidelity. Learn more at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. And now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports Live and in Living Color on the hashtag Football Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK80. Once again, it's SidK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You have a question or comment for us uh, during our now 60 remaining minutes of the show. You can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago's YouTube page. Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, we'd like to thank uh, once again Mr. Jason Ross Jr., filling uh, radio and TV voice for the Chicago Blackhawks, also with the Big Ten Network, FS1, FS2. As uh, you can catch him tomorrow night with the Blackhawks, take on the Vegas Golden Knights at 9 p.m. on NBC Sports Chicago. Support that young man. Uh, he's uh, one of the uh, uh, bright uh, 
future voices and faces in this business. And you can follow him on Twitter at Jason Ross Jr. Once again, at Jason Ross Jr. on the Twitter. So, Lakina, he made history again the other night. Uh, he has a bright future in this business. So, uh, we'd like to give him two thumbs up one, one more time. Actually, we give an applause too. So, Sid, yes. we're not going to go into too much detail here with uh, the Bears and the Vikings. We'll keep it short and sweet. You know, Justin Fields will not be playing. Um, looks like he won't play. It looks like it. I'm not, not mm-hmm. officially yet, but it looks like he won't be playing because he's in COVID protocols. Of course, you know, the NFL changed the rules so that guys who test positive can maybe perhaps play by five, you know, after maybe five days if he has consecutive days of testing, of negative tests, I should say. I mean, what's the point in playing him? You know, the rest of the season, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything, you know, for neither team. I don't think it care. I don't think, you know, most Bears fans care at this point. So it looks like, you know, even though, again, another outside report, um, Boomer Esiason has you know said on his uh, radio show earlier this week that it looks like, you know, Matt Nagy has been told that he's it's going to be the last game for him. Although Matt Nagy said, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, I never heard anything. So, you know, take that as you will. But. You know, no, no foolery. Really <laughs> yeah, I was like, like who, who cares? I mean, you know, but, but on that point there, okay, we're, you're getting the all-brother team of uh, Gus Johnson. Hopefully he's back because he was supposed to be doing the uh, the Seattle game, you know, as they hosted the Bears, but I think he was in COVID protocols at the time. Hopefully he'll be back, you know, in that game, that, that series finale game for the Bears and the Vikings. That might be the only reason for Bears fans to watch the game. But It would be know, for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look, I mean, you know, there are other games that are going to be on That'll have more, much more importance. We'll get to that in a second. You know, once our, our girl Christine Manica joins us, but you know, you, you're you're at the point where okay, yeah, who, who cares? Let's just let's just finish up the season. A Rob's probably going to be gone. Akeem Hicks is probably going to be gone. You know, a couple mm-hmm. other guys. So get get that money off the books. So at that point where you're like, okay, let's just get to the end of the season. Yeah, I just think that Lakina, as we said before, I echo echo your sentiments. Uh, let's just end the season. Hopefully, nothing. Too catastrophic what happens in terms of injuries and things along that line. But for the um, young players on the roster that need to play, whoever are backups, third stringers, fourth stringers, they need to play for experience and to see uh, what's going to go on with this Bears team for this next coaching staff. Uh, some of the next coaching staff will come in for 2022. And so that, that's what I'm looking forward to for this game on, on Sunday for the Chicago Bears. And I'm with you, Lakina. I will not be watching this game live. I'll be uh, recording via my DVR and watching it later. And so we'll have more uh, further deeper discussion on our next show uh, uh, coming up next week as we anticipate uh, a coaching change. But as far as this game is concerned, I'm not looking for anything too exotic except for for the Bears, the players that didn't get a chance to play or have little experience. This is a game for them. This is a paid preseason game, to be honest with you. So for those players that haven't had much experience or need the experience, this is a game for them. Yeah, because you you might see a Daz Newsome or you know guys of that elk, and I, and I think that's probably what you're going to see. This is basically going to be a de facto like third preseason game. That's basically what this is going to be about. So you're probably going to see maybe you know you may see Jimmy Graham probably definitely in you know his his final time in the you know, Bears uniform. You may see more of Jesse James. You may see more of Alex Bars. You may see. Um, you know, among many others. So you might, like you said, you might see like guys like that that'll probably come in and you know, plus you know, play for their jobs to whoever's going to be the new coaching staff. Yeah, and 
Lakina, has there been any word of who's going to start at quarterback for the Bears? I'm just curious because it really doesn't matter at this point. Me personally, I was serving Nick Foles. I know our girl Christine Manick has been on there almost for the entire season. Mm -hmm. But do you think you just throw Nick Foles out there one more time, especially if you're nagging to talk about, well, I don't know. He knows that his future is not here in Chicago. So as I said a couple of weeks ago, if you want to go out your way, start Nick Foles. Hey, it, it, uh, he got lucky in that win against Seattle a couple of weeks ago. He might want to pull it again. Yeah I, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, you know, like I said, what do you got to lose at this point? I mean, who, exactly. who knows who, you know, and look, like I said, this game really doesn't mean anything to anyone. So you're you're like, oh, you know what? You know, let, let's just get to like, you know, names of who might get the Bears job, who might they consider interviewing for the Bears job. You know, for me, this whole thing is just going to be a waste. Like I said before, I might, I might take a peek at it. But um, there are going to be other games of more importance that I'm going to be watching, mm -hmm. so it's not even going to matter. It doesn't matter who starts at quarterback. Hey, you could you could start at quarterback. I'll go, I'll go Christine can start at quarterback. We can get mm -hmm. anybody from that bear. Like, get our buddy Jason Leiser. I mean, he didn't he play football for a little bit, so you know, <laughs> get, you know there are multiple guys you can get to you know start a quarterback, and you know it's just one of those things where you're just like, okay, you know what, I'm I'm over at this point. Let, let's just get to the end of the season. Yeah, let's get to the end of the season. We'll we'll see what happens with the Bears. Of course, that that game will kick off at noon on Fox as the Bears will take on the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Like you're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday edition. We're live in the Eleven Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you, Lakina. Let's stay in the city of Chicago as one uh, media journalist who I had the pleasure of meeting a few years ago. He's a very nice guy, but. He got caught up in a, in a whirlwind um, from what he said on our good friend Danny Parkinson's afternoon show. Parkinson spiel this past Tuesday. His name is Hub Arkish, and he was asked uh, uh, who or, who did he vote for uh, for NFL MVP. He's one of 50 members from the Association Press that has uh, a, a vote who, who, uh, who a vote for who they could who vote for who, who the NFL MVP. MVP. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he didn't want to. He didn't vote for Rogers because he thought he was a jerk, and uh, and and basically uh, describing uh, Aaron Rodgers as uh, being a liar. I'm just paraphrasing here. Uh, being a liar, uh, or referred to Rogers lying to the media about him being vaccinated when Rogers said he was immunized, uh, fooling the media. And uh, of course, Rogers and and Matt Lafleur, the head coach of the Packers, came back the next day, and of course, Aaron Rodgers said that um, Hub Argrish was a bum. That uh, he never met the guy before. He's like, I don't know why he has this opinion of me other than I'm not vaccinated. And Mac LaFleur, the head coach, uh, backed up Rogers on that. Lakina, here's a couple things. Now, Hub is a very honest guy. And as I tell people all the time, if you want honesty, when, when you hear it, don't uh, don't get upset because it, that's that old saying goes when you – when you wish for something, you just may get it. When you ask for honesty, you get something like this. This is what happens. But of course, uh, since what Hub Parker said on the Danny Parkinson show on uh, uh, Parkinson Speak, I should say, on six seventy score this past Tuesday, of course, Hub issued an apology, and, and he said that you know he shouldn't have said what he said. But I guarantee you this, Lakina. This is a couple of points I wanted to bring him as far as the Hub's co comments. He said what a whole lot of people in the media. Are saying, but there's just the other people in the media don't have the guts to say it out loud. And so, mm -hmm. was it the, the smart thing to say? Probably not. But was Hub honest about it? 
from his standpoint? Absolutely. And here's the other thing, too. For those of you that want to hate on Hub Arkish, you have those same feelings or even stronger, too. You just don't have the guts to say it. And you know better than, than Hub. You just didn't get caught. So you can't call the kettle black and thinking that just because you didn't say it out loud doesn't mean that it doesn't make you any better. It doesn't. Here's the, well, here's the thing, though. You can be honest, and like, that's fine. But if mm -hmm. you you know, don't expect for people to not to be critical. Of you. And look, I like Hub. I know, look, I've always admired Hub. Hub's mm -hmm. pretty one of the most knowledgeable football guys, you know, you'll people you'll ever meet. But here's the thing. This is a, this is the MVP. This is this is you're judging a guy on what he does on the field. Look, you want to say he's a jerk, fine. You know, keep that you, you can say it out loud, but you're gonna get criticized for it. Be honest all you want. Mm -hmm. But people are you don't don't get mad if people you know jump on you and say hey what the hell are you why are you why'd you say that, and, and look you know this is the Walter this is the Walter Payton man of the year this is MVP and if look if Rogers has the numbers and such you know to be MVP and he's deserving of it go for it but if you're not gonna vote for someone just because you don't like them that that's grounds for getting your vote taken away and that, look don't get me started with the the baseball Hall of Famers because. You know, some of their, their ballots are being leaked, and a lot of them probably should not have their votes, but that's a whole nother conversation. But, you should know, <laughs> say the words are out of my mouth as far as the baseball is concerned. There's people that said oh, much worse things, and they kept their, some of them kept their votes and then done silly things, and they had their votes taken away. But like you said, that's a whole nother issue. Go on. Yeah, but the, the, the whole thing, just want to finish this point, but the whole thing is that, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't get, don't get surprised if you get criticized for it. That That's just all I'm saying. I mean, like you're, you're judging a guy on what he does off on the field. If you want to say he's a bad guy, fine, but to not vote for somebody mm -hmm. just because he is a bad he is a bad guy, that's the type of thing that's gonna, that can get your vote that should get your vote taken away. That's just my two cents. I don't want to go into it. You know, he apologized, fine. He didn't apologize, but I think he just said that he actually said it. I don't think he apologized for you know for what he said. I think he just apologized that he did say it and he got criticized for it. But you also know, too, I'm sure there's a, a couple of people that called them from the Associated Press said, you better say something or else you will get your vote taken away. So that's why he came out well, with the statement the that he the, came out with. That's the only reason he actually said anything. That's exactly. The exactly. Said him to, well, look, you're not going to get your vote. You're not going to be voting at all anymore <laughs> if you don't you know, take what you said. That's the only reason why he actually took it back. So I know he meant what he said. He just had to oh, yeah. talk it back. So that he so he can keep his votes. If not, he was gonna have his vote taken away. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag football Friday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in Living Color City. Lakina here with us as we continue our NFL talk. Lakina, let's go over this subject quickly before we highlight some of the games for this upcoming weekend in week 18. Antonio Brown, we talked about him on our last show on Monday, Lakina, with him doing what he did on the field. Now uh he's allegedly uh, texting information between him and a doctor and, a, and head coach Bruce Arians. As I said before, he's not coming back. I I, I, I don't know else what to say, Lakina. It, I, I, it, it, you could say that it's funny, but if you really look into it, it's not. Uh, it, I just I, shake I, my, I just yeah, shake my head yeah. at this point. You just got to shake your head. I mean, and, you know, uh, Coach Arians came out with what he said yesterday. He basically said, look, I told him, I was just telling him, you know, we need to play. You know, we need you to do forward. And he, 
you know, he got mad and he left. I told him, well, you can get the F out of here. And, you know, he left. And, you know, there's that whole Tom Flurry. Look, as the old saying mm-hmm. goes, I mean, it, you know, there's always like three sides. There's one side, there's the other side, and then there's the truth somewhere in the middle. And it's probably the same case here. Now, look, do I think that there might be some cases where some teams probably force their players to play with injury? Sure. But do I also think that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you got divas like A.B. who, you know, make it all about him? Sure. But, yeah. you know, the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle in this case. And I think, look, Tampa knew what they were getting into bringing him on. And he knows that Tom Brady's not saying anything too much. So he's probably like, look, I'm, I'm trying to win another Super Bowl. So I don't look like at, you know, if he wants to act like, you know, have, you know, A.B. wants to have, you know, act like, you know, a bum and, you know, show some Tom Flory. Hey, you know, that that's his, his well, look, I'm trying to win another Super Bowl here. But, yeah. You know, it, it's just silly. It's just, you know, it's unfortunately it's a comedy. Of, it's just a comedy of errors at this point. Where is the circus music? You know, get, get the circus music going. I wish we had the circus music. Exactly. That's basically what it is at this point. Oh, do, 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 Oh, that'll be the one. Yeah, but you may have to play royalties for that city. That's why I stopped. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, what's really, I mean, you're ankle is fine doing jumping jacks. You know, there was a, an old uh, post from uh, Jenna Lee, who does a great job uh, covering the Bucks for ESPN. She's been doing it for years now. He had show AB doing jumping jacks. Like, I, you can't do that. Look, my my brother, like, twisted his ankle once. He couldn't have done that <laughs> a few years ago. So right. he couldn't have done that. So he's just making – I know some people want to defend AB. Like, well, this is what teams do. Look, we're not saying that that's not – some teams don't do that. But mm-hmm. especially with AB's history, it's kind of – it's sort of a boy who cried wolf, Right. I mean, you know, it makes you not want to believe him after all the other antics you did. You didn't pay your chef and some other stuff that's come out about you. So it doesn't help your situation at all. And, you know, he's posting things and this and that, you know, posting Instagram posts, Instagram messages. It's just mm-hmm. I'm like I'm, I'm over AB at this point. You can you just rob to the sunset. You, you got your Super Bowl. You're not, you might go to Hall, but you might not for this type of thing. But whatever. <laughs> On that note, uh, before we uh, uh, give you our picks for our Week 18 games with our girl Christine Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls, Lakina, any uh, any other games from the, from this historic Week 18 schedule that you're looking forward to? Are you looking forward to the Monday quote unquote Monday Night Football doubleheader uh, games tomorrow? Yeah, I mean there really aren't. I mean meaning to it. I mean you know in the case of Dallas and Philly, which is the the nightcap of mm-hmm. ABC ESPN. Uh, you know, Monday night, you know, this is Saturday night football mm-hmm. double Saturday doubleheader. I mean, both teams, they're basically playing for a seating at this point. I think, you know, Philly's probably going to end up being a six or a seven anyway. Dallas, mm-hmm. I think they may have an outside shot of maybe getting the, the two, maybe. Again, a lot has to happen in front of them. Casey and Denver, I mean, there's the only rumors that Vic Fangio might be, might be gone. You know, there's some rumors. I'm not saying that's true, but, you know, Casey, you know, still they're trying to play for a one seed, so you know, and other, look, there are a whole lot of scenarios. You know, there are too many to name, so I'm not even going to try it. But, you know, I think the one game, the one game is probably, like, has probably the best meaning. It's a Sunday night game between the the, the Chargers and the, the Raiders. Because, what, yeah, because, like, apparently it's a win and they're in the situation now. If Jacksonville somehow upsets Indy, you know, they may, I know some people have already said that maybe they should, you know, take, in, you know, both, both teams should both the Chargers and the Raiders should take a knee and like just you know, play to a tie, which I think is kind of silly. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't, yeah, the NFL rivals. will not let that happen. That's a whole lot of money riding on this game, so no, that's not. Two, yeah, these are two rivals. You know, they're trying to you know get to the playoffs with a win in your end uh, scenario. It, it's just no, I don't think that's happening. But but you know, look, if Jacksonville somehow upsets Indy, there's an outside shot that it could happen. Who knows? Um, 
you know, basically it's more for CNN me San Fran, you know, they got to basically, they got to beat uh, the Rams and they're in um, New Orleans. They, they host, they, they got to go all the road to play Atlanta. You know, remember that, that first meeting that they had, that was a really good game. So yeah, I'm sure the Atlanta would love to play spoiler for them, but you know, a lot still, you know, has to happen. There are so many scenarios. I'll try to bring them up, but I'm not going to repeat them all because they're, they're just way too many, but <laughs> the, you know, Arizona still has a shot at the, at the two, um, because they got the tiebreakers, but yeah, it's just so many. And look, there's some really good games in the in the later uh, slate. So they put New Orleans and Atlanta in the late state with San Fran and the Rams just for that reason. So you know, they're, they're look. I mean, the, the noon games. You're like, okay, maybe if maybe it's somehow if Indy somehow loses to Jacksonville, it's probably the only like you know pe- the only game that people are kind of looking out for. The rest of the games in the new slate don't really mean too much. We'll see if Aaron Rodgers plays against Detroit. They already got the number one seed. There are some people that think that maybe they shouldn't, maybe they shouldn't play. You know him. You know they got they might get uh Bakhtari back. They might get Alexander back. I think I think Alexander already played, already played last week, so they might be at full strength. Just get get a rhythm going. They may play for the first half and then maybe you know just sit out the second half. But you know it's it, the, look the, the the best games are in the three o'clock three twenty five set three twenty five set I should say. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, bring in our girl, Christine Manica from KXRB, who's going to help us pick our games for week 18 in the National Football League. See if we can do it here. Oh, my computer is starting to freeze. Oh, there we go. There's our girl. There we go. That's our girl, Christine Manica from, from KXRB Radio, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Christine, w- welcome to Second City Sports, your first show with us in 2022. Happy Yay. New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm, I'm a little bit cold. But you know we're we're finally out of the negative, so that's a that's a positive, right? Um, that that's a little humor, but um, <laughs> yeah, so, so far it's pretty it's pretty good. I'd say it's a pretty good first week of twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cold. Yeah, it's like the single. It's like like it's like seven degrees right now here, so we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody understands the magnitude. It was like eight below yesterday with like a real feel of 30 below. And then before that, it, I think it was 11 below something like that. So it's been, it's been cold out here the last couple of days. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, before I give it back to Lakina, I'll just uh, give a quote from the great comedian earthquake. It should be against the law to uh, live in a city like Chicago or where you are, Christine, with the temperatures like then in January and February it is, it, I remember when we called off school for temperatures like that, but there were there wasn't any school around the area that had a late start or called it off. And I'm like, really? It's too cold. Yeah. I wouldn't be sending my kids in this. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, well, look, back in the day, we had to, right? So, uh, unfortunately, yeah. now, unfortunately, nowadays, you know, kids they can find out if they're off school through a through a text and right? you know, mask emails. You know, we had to right. like look down at the screen, like you know, exactly. Like, yeah, you had to listen to the radio. Yeah, you had to listen to the radio. Yep. Oh yeah, BBM baby. Those were that yep. was my station back in, the day yep. in those days. <laughs> All right, uh, Christine, so now we're talking about the, the Bears, and I know you've been clamoring for Nick Foles to start, you know, and that's been happening these last, uh, you know, last couple of games, but, uh, you know, what are you expecting, you know, who you think starts to, you know, starts this week? Because, of course, Fields probably will not play because of COVID protocols. You know, he's just a, he's just a positive for COVID. You know, hopefully, the, you know, he's feeling better soon. So what, what's, what are your thoughts on all this? You know, I heard 
rumors that maybe it's possible that Fields can start, depending on the new protocols from the NFL and if he's asymptomatic or not. So who knows? But regardless if he can play, I don't think he should. There's no point. It's the last game. The team's not going anywhere. There's no point in him risking an injury either, um, if that's the case. I hope Nick Foles starts because I, I don't think Andy Dalton will be back next year. I'll be very surprised if they keep him on, but I think Nick Foles should be the number two to Justin Fields. I think they need to get rid of Dalton and, and just move on from that, from that pipe dream, I'll say. Also, there's been reports that uh, come out or earlier today, in particular, Brad Biggs, who covers the Bears for, um, of, uh, for the Sun-Times, and he said that uh, that he's been hearing that Ryan Pace will be probably moved up and Matt Nagy will be gone. I think that we can agree on that, that Matt Nagy will be gone by the time we come back here on Monday. But mm-hmm. it looks like Ryan Pace may move up. <sighs> I know. I, I feel the I, same way. I, 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 I just here's the thing, a guy that's been on the job as a GM for seven years. Granted that his last couple first round picks have panned out well, but his history of first round picks has been zero. I can't understand how a guy has been so below average gets promoted. But I, I, I reality said it is the McCaskies. I, I I can't believe it. I can't I, believe it. I know it, it's such a. You know, there, there's there been a lot of great things, like you mentioned, with the picks from Pace, and there's been a lot of questionable decisions in that regard. For one, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he could have had Mahomes. He could have had Deshaun Watson. I, I think he kind of saved his position a little bit by getting Justin Fields, and nobody saw that coming. Out of all the predictions and what we were doing, what we could see in the draft, nobody saw Fields coming. And, and yet somehow they, they tie that whole Mahomes and, and Watson debacle for the draft to Matt Nagy saying, oh, Matt Nagy should have had this, this, and this. Well, it's not his decision. It starts at the top. He can say his suggestions and who he wants drafted and who he wants on his team. But in the end, it starts at the top. So if you want to blame anybody for not getting Mahomes or Watson, you got to blame Ryan Pace for those decisions. You know, it's a two-way street. And the fact that, you know, he didn't jump on the chance for either of those two, more so Mahomes, um, it it just shows that that maybe he wasn't quite ready to take on a position such as the one that he's in now. So the fact that they're even talking about moving him up, I'm shocked. I would think I would like to see what I was saying last week. I would like to see... They start at the top, starting with letting go the GM. And whoever they put in that GM position, maybe they would keep on Nagy. Maybe they wouldn't keep on Nagy. Uh, so it's it, it's just, it's a screwy situation. I know the McCaskies, you know, they know this better than any of us do because they've been in the business longer, clearly, than any of us. So may, maybe they know something that we don't. I don't know. But only time will tell, I guess, come Black Monday. Well, I wish we had a, a breaking news sounder because uh, according to our buddy Jason Leeser from uh, the Sun-Times who covers the Bears, also to our another one of our buddies, Mark Grody from 670 Score who does a Bears sideline, they're both reporting that Andy Dalton will start the game Sunday Good against Lord. the Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> will be the backup. Yeah, so, yeah. And it's just like, really? This is ludicrous. This is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. Right? <laughs> 
I, you know what? I'm preaching to the choir at this point when I'm saying fools should be starting. Am I crazy for thinking that oh, fools no. should be starting? Not at all. Not at all. I think he'd definitely be a good mentor for Justin Fields, especially since Dalton is probably going to be a free agent, especially if Nagy does he get better the boot. be. I don't yeah. want him back on. I mean, he's done outside of the field and outside of, you know, his horrific, ferocious games. He does a lot of good things for the city outside of the field. I, I will say that for Andy Dolden. On the field, I don't want any of that. Like, I, I really don't. Yeah, don't worry about it, Christine. This will be Andy Dalton's last game in the Bears uniform. He got paid $10 million this year. To Remember, he was brought on here to be the, uh, the starter originally, of course. We didn't know at the time that the Bears were going to trade their first-round pick to get Justin Fields, but that's exactly what ended up happening. Uh, what else are you looking forward to this Sunday's game, uh, Christine, with, with the Bears and Vikings? I said whoever's, whoever's not playing for the Bears, whoever's the backup, the second, third, or fourth stringers, whoever hasn't had enough experience, they need to – play this is a paid preseason game for the bears this is going to set the tone for the new coaching staff going forward in 2022 and beyond i agree with that to a certain extent however i don't think it doesn't mean that they shouldn't at least try you know if, if this is possibly some of those got like i'll i'll say um akeem hicks if, if this is his last hurrah in a bears uniform i i would hope that they would give him a couple of snaps and a couple of opportunities mm -hmm for him to get right and to get his name out there if he does go to a different team. Same thing, I, I think I heard this with Allen Robertson. This could be his last time in a Bears uniform. And, and again, I hope that that's not the case. I hope that they find a way to keep him on somehow. But it, it, again, if, if this is his last hurrah in a, in a Bears uniform, I think you should give those guys the opportunity to show everybody else in the NFL what they got so they do have a higher chance to go to uh, maybe a Green Bay or perhaps a, a Tampa Bay next season. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, I want them to try, but if it gets to a certain point, I don't see why not bring in any of the, you know, third and fourth stringers out there. Well, Hicks is out because of the ankle injury. They just uh, The Bears just posted the injury report. And also, too, Robert Quinn is now questionable with a shoulder injury that's been bothering him the last, the last couple of days of practice. So... So I mean, forget everything I said. Just <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I didn't know that, but. Right. Um, no, it's okay. They literally just posted a couple of minutes ago. Well, what, no, they did? Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a, like, like a few minutes ago. Uh, what games are you looking forward to before we do our picks? Oh, boy. I, I'm looking at my cheat sheet here to see. I, I am curious about Pittsburgh and Baltimore just because, you know, there is a slight chance that the Steelers could make it into postseason. It, it's not a big chance. It's it's a little tiny microscopic chance. So that's, <laughs> that's always a good rivalry to have in between those teams as well. And, who gosh, I, I, I guess probably uh, the Sunday night game, that's another one that I'm interested in too, just to see who's going to, you know, duel it out in that big battle because – I think Sunday night actually hit the lottery with that one oh, too. Yeah. It, that's another, that's another big game. So it, it's a lot on the line. So it, it just depends on where, how Derek Carr plays and if the Chargers can get their act together. All right. We hit the bomb of the hour. You're listening to second city sports live and in living color on the hashtag football Friday, right here on sports on Chicago, along with Lakina McGee and Christine Manica. I am Sydney Brown. We need to take a two and two break. We need to cool off, but things are going to heat up for the last segment of the show as Christine will join us to 
give her week 18 NFL picks. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The college football playoff this Monday night in Indianapolis. It's Georgia taking on Alabama. The Bulldogs ranked number three in the college football playoff poll. Alabama number one, but the Crimson Tide head into the game as an underdog. Georgia is a three-point favorite. That's no concern for Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban. You know, being an underdog is being an underdog. They have a really good team that's very well respected. We have a tremendous amount of respect for them. You know, it's important for our players to know what they need to do to be able to continue to have success in the next game, regardless of what happened in the last game. Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title game, but Bulldogs head coach Kirby Smart doesn't see that as a factor. It's really separate from the SEC championship other than obviously everybody will be using that tape to look at matchups and and look at tendencies and things. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. This is the feeling you get when you have a dedicated Fidelity Wealth Planner looking at your full financial picture. Someone working with you on a flexible, comprehensive wealth plan based on your goals, helping you balance risk and reward. It's being able to enjoy today because you have a plan for the future. This is the planning effect from Fidelity. Learn more at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. And now an important message from Exergen. A critical new FDA study proves that non-contact thermometers are not accurate. They also have inaccurate information on their labels regarding accuracy. New COVID strains are on the rise, and non-contact manufacturers are being irresponsible at a time when accuracy matters. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. Switch to Exergen because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Welcome back to Second City Sports on the Hashtag Football Friday for Week 18 in the National Football League right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid, Lakina, and Christine are here with you as we're now going to dig into our Week 18 NFL picks for this historic feat for the 2021 season. Lakina, what's our pick totals from last week? What's our season totals overall? Well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, Sid. You, you know, you're, it's, it's, you're getting closer and closer to it. Christine's actually not too far behind you now, so... It's definitely going to be between the 14 and two sets. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, so, so she, yeah, so it's going to be between you two. I, I, I'm, I'm down there by myself in third place, but that's okay. how many I'm games gonna, I'm up on Christine. You're, like, you're, uh-huh. two, you're two games up on Christine now at this Ooh. point. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah, so you do that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, five, I'm like four behind both of y'all, so you know, it's, it's not going to be up for me, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I look, you, you won 14, uh, Christine. I know, Sid, you won I, how much? You, I think you went like 13, I think, Sid, right? Those so, damn like, cowboys, I know the cowboy. Well, look, the look, 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 they got they got all of us. We all picked uh, uh, yeah. Dallas, unfortunately. That was like one of the that's one of the few games that Christine uh, lost, but. <laughs> I, I finished like at eleven, so yeah, I had my best, you know, my best go in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. But you know, it's between you two for the uh, the championship. So let's let's. <laughs> all right, let's folks. Go. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Let's I know. Go. Next yeah. year we're gonna play for a prize. Yeah, well, so we, we definitely get to, we, we should put some money in there next next year, folks. So let's yes. Let's yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll figure yes. like a, we'll figure that out as we go here, but yeah. um. 
All right. There's so many playoff scenarios. Uh, there's just too many to count. So I'm not even going to try to repeat them all because it's just too much. But uh, we need another show just to talk about that. Yeah, a whole <laughs> nother show, right? Okay, we'll start with the, these uh, first couple of games on on a Saturday uh, slate. Uh, Saturday, uh, Monday night doubleheader, if you will. The first game at 3.30 tomorrow, Chiefs and Broncos. You know, the Chiefs still need to, uh, need to win this game to have a, a chance at that one seed in the AFC. Sid, you start this one. Kansas City, as of right now, they are favored by three. Denver, they're just playing out the stream. Perhaps this will be Vic Vangio's last game as a head coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, this is a pretty easy one for me. I'm going with Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City, too. You took my port there, Lakina. But I, I got to say, <laughs> the Bengals dominated Mahomes. It yes, took they a did. little bit. That was one of my picks. And yeah. I, yeah. I have all the confidence in the world in my Bengals. I'll get to that later. But for now, it's Kansas over the Broncos. They, they just had a rough season. Great at the start, just a downward spiral later on. Yeah, lack of talent got to got to Denver in the end. There probably let a couple of games slip away. I'm gonna say Kansas City as well. I think they're gonna not gonna be in a very good mood after losing to uh, the Bengals last week. So you know they'll bounce back. It's definitely gonna be a lot of tiebreakers that they you know we'll, we'll get to the other scenario in a second. Mm -hmm. But the nightcap, you know that's that Saturday night game on ESPN at seven fifteen. You got the Cowboys and the Eagles in the NFC East matchup. Christine, you start this one this time. Um, since Dallas screwed me over last week, I, it's not going to deter me from picking them this week. So I'm going to go with Dallas. They're both already in the playoffs, the Eagles and right. the Cowboys. The seeding is really the only thing at stake. And what the Eagles have to worry about, I think, for this weekend's game is definitely the amount of players that are on their COVID protocol list. Yes. That, that's pretty much the only concern. Other than that, you know, it's, it's pretty much, I'll call it a fun game since they're both in the playoffs. But Dallas is going to take this one. Dallas is favored by three and a half, according to my cheat sheet. Other places have them at four and a half, but it's not going to matter. I think it's a home game um, for, for Dallas. Is it a home game? No, it's in Philadelphia. No, no, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly, yeah, Philly. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to matter. It'll probably be closer than what people expect, but mm -hmm. I'm going with Dallas. Yeah, is Micah Parsons out? I thought I saw some Rebecca Parsons out due to COVID. I, I think so, yeah. Okay, so it's going to be close as it usually is between these two, but I think the, the but I think Dallas would do just enough. Sorry, folks. Uh, the, I think Dallas will just have to win this game. Though, but it's going to be close. It may come down to a, a last-second field goal, but I think Dallas will win this one in a in a close one. All right, the first of the Sunday games. We'll just we'll get this one out the way first. Uh, Packers and Lions. The only real question is whether or not Aaron Rodgers and the other stars are going to play. Do they already clinched number one seed in the NFC? Sid, you start this one. This is tough. And the reason why I say that is because, like you say, uh, are the stars going to start for Green Bay? Yeah. They're favored by 11 Detroit. And they're trying to um, make a stand going into next year. I hate doing this. I really do. But Detroit. <laughs> wow. Really? Okay. Because oh, yeah. we, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Right. Do they really need this game? No, because they already clinched everything. True. They're going to have a week off. Why would you risk playing him knowing that you already have a week off next week? And, and to, to, the, uh, to the controversy there, I don't think the Green Bay wants to become a laughingstock losing to the Lions, you, you know? Like, right. I, I don't think they want that to be, like, their final mark for their regular season. I think Aaron could get a couple of snaps. Yeah, he's not one to sit out of a game, and especially what happened to him in a Hub Argish 
this past week. I, I think he wants to get out there and play. So with that being said, I'm going to go with Green Bay just because they're, they're not going to take this one lying down. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm yeah, I'm with Christine. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to lose to the Lions. He no. does it so no, he's gonna he's gonna play even if they even if he only plays the first half. I think he's gonna you know try to pat the lead and we'll see what the Lions mindset is. I'm sure they would you know they're not gonna be playing spoiler because you know the Packers already clinched everything. So I think they may keep it close for a little bit, but I think Packers will, will pull away late. And the second noon game, and this is an interesting one. This is gonna be people are gonna be looking at this game. Got the Colts at the Jags, the two win Jags. Now, if the Colts lose, and you know, I got the I I have these playoff scenarios here that there's so much of, but you know, they can win and they're in, or a Chargers loss and a Baltimore Pittsburgh tie, or a Chargers loss, a Pittsburgh loss, and a Miami win. So yeah, there will be a quiz later, folks. I promise. So it's Christian. You start this one. I start this one. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, clown costumes or not, um, I think the Colts are going to pull away this with this one. And I saw an interview with uh, Trevor Lawrence. He knows that the fans are frustrated in Jacksonville. He appreciates, you know, their passion and, and you know their creativeness behind the whole clown costume thing. But, but, you know, what are you going to do? There's always next season in his mind, and that's what he's kind of focusing on and this game coming up with Indianapolis. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt this game. I mean, I would bet my money for this one on Indianapolis for sure. I'm going with the Colts. They blew a golden opportunity last week with the loss to the Raiders at home. But don't be surprised. It, you know, the Colts are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Don't be surprised if the Jaguars cover. Because yeah. a whole lot of pressure is on Indianapolis. I'm going with the Colts. Yeah, the Jags are playing with house money, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they they cover and they end up winning this game. But I'm not picking the Jags. I'm picking the Colts. But, again, strange things happen in the final week of the season, especially with now yeah. 17 games. So we've mm -hmm. seen crazy things happen. All right, we can skip this one, too. NFC East, you got Washington and the Giants. Uh uh, if Mike Glenn is starting, I think you might as well just give it to the, the to Washington. I, I'll start this one, Washington. You know, who wants to go next? You, you guys all go with Washington. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. It's Washington. The Giants just need to end their season. I think, unfortunately. Yeah, you're gonna bring back Daniel Jones in your head, coach. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm going with Washington. <laughs> Give us a Bears fans. It could be worse. Now another interesting one here. You got the Titans and the Texans. Titans win, they get the number one seed, and or you know, or if they tie and get a KC loss or a tie or a KC loss, Cincy loss or tie, New England loss or tie or a KC. Uh, you know what? You know what I mean. Basically, if they win and they're in, us keeping it simple. <laughs> so do you start this one? Uh, the Titans are favored by ten points on the road. They'll win and cover. I got Tennessee too. I think Derrick Henry is coming back. That's so we'll the rumor, see how, yeah. yeah, and we'll see how many snaps he ends up getting. But I, I think he's ready to explode, especially when the playoff is on the line. So I am picking Tennessee. All right. Uh, I'll pick Tennessee as well. I mean, you know, yeah, just, just, just keep it simple. Uh, AFC North here, you know, two rivals. A lot riding on this game for multiple reasons. Steelers and the Ravens. Now, TJ Watt is actually on the cusp of breaking uh, – you know, he needs one sack to tie uh, Michael Schrader's single season record. 
He has 21 and a half sacks in 14 games this year. That's the second most per game in a season, you know, when sacks became official in 82. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I don't think, I'm, I'm sure John Harbaugh is going to make sure his, uh, uh, Brent Huntley doesn't, oh, Tyler Huntley, I should say, doesn't lie down, if you will, the anniversary for that, you know, we'll figure, <laughs> I won't go into mm-hmm. that, but. Uh, Baltimore still has a slim shot. They got to win in a bunch of, a bunch of other scenarios. Uh, same with Pittsburgh. Uh, Christine, you start this one for us. Uh, I think it's going to be a one more win for Big Ben underneath his belt, especially it possibly being his last um, away game in, in the NFL. And with the playoff chances still on the line, and I believe I saw the head coach for the Steelers. He is consecutively 15-0 and 0 on winning seasons, the only one in the NFL that's had it for this long. Yep. So I'm, I'm going with the Steelers for this one. First of all, to the Cleveland Clowns, thank you for showing up uh, last Monday night, <laughs> you overrated, underachieving bastards. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sorry for those the kids that are listening. Sorry. That's my only slip up for this show today. Um, Big Ben, uh, Lakina, you know, we've been waiting for that big performance uh, from him all mm-hmm. season long. I thought I was going to get it on Monday, even though I picked Cleveland. It, 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 it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. Does he get, does he do it on Sunday? I, 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 no, I'm going with Baltimore, even though Baltimore is wow. by six and a half. Yeah, yeah, going with I, I, yeah, I know. I, I'm look, I'm sure uh, John Harbaugh is going to want to finish, you know, strong for with his guys. I know they've been depleted, they're playing shorthanded. They got uh, Tyler Huntley starting, I know he's got a rhythm of it now. This could be one of those ugly games that it usually is between these two teams. It could come down to the last possession as it was in the first meeting. I'll pick Baltimore. I think they, I think they know they should have won that game. They probably would be, you know, to win in their in scenario right now, but I'm picking Baltimore. This I, is surprising. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I saw that game we are with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I was just like, okay, Cleveland, where are you? I mean, they showed up, but <laughs> it, it just was not, just not good at all. Now, speaking of the Browns, they host the Bengals and, you know, I don't want to go through all the scenarios of the Bengals have a, still have a kind of an outside shot at the one seed. There's too many to, to count, but uh, Chrissy, you start this one this time. Let me just say this. This just came out from the NFL. The top five league leaders in passing yards. Number one, Tom Brady. You got number two, Matthew Stafford. Three, Justin Herbert. Four, Derek Carr. And rounding off at number five. Any guesses? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, number five. And you know what? I've said this from the beginning of the start of the NFL, too. Joe Burrow, he he is a great quarterback. I think the Bengals have found that missing piece. Um, in between him and Dak Prescott, I would say comeback player of the year award for at least one of them. But for uh, for this weekend's game, I, I think this could be possibly Baker's last time with the Browns. I don't know that yet. He he's he's had one bad season, unfortunately. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with him. Um, but for this game, it's going to be Cincinnati. Cleveland's favorite by one and a half. So that's basically a pick Joe Burrows is supposed to sit for this one. Yeah. As of right now, running back Joe Mixon is in health and safety protocol. I believe, as you mentioned, Christian, I think this will be the last game for Baker Mayfield in the Browns mm-hmm. uniform. I'm going with Cleveland in a close one. A head coach of the Bengals, Zach Taylor, said this is a bye week with some of the guys that need to yeah. need a week off. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and then plus they clinched the division after winning against Kansas City last week in one of the best games uh, of the year. Yes, yeah. absolutely. 
I yeah, I agree. I mean, he's already, he already said he's gonna sit like all of his guys, so his top you know starter. So you know, I Cleveland's probably gonna be you know, end up winning this game and probably a close win. I think they'll keep it close since he will, but Cleveland's probably gonna end up winning this one. Okay, a lot I say here with these three twenty-five games. First one in the NFC West, you got the 49ers and the Rams. Simple for the 49ers. You win and you're in. If you don't, there's like a hundred different scenarios that you have to figure out. So, Sid, you start this one for us. The Rams are favored by six and a half. I know that the Rams have lost to the 49ers the last five straight times. I know my guy has it right now. Trey Lance will get the start for the 49ers. Is it going to help them? No. Is it going to help Mr. Lance for next year? Yes, but focusing on right now, the Rams are a better team than they were when they lost to the 49ers back in the Bay back a couple months ago. They're on a roll. Matthew Stafford, even though he threw another pick six last week, he cannot afford to do it here because if they do, uh, the, the Rams will go into the playoffs in much trouble. If the Rams win, they'll possibly get the number two seed and host the playoff game. If they lose, they'll probably drop to number five and go to Dallas to play the Cowboys next Saturday night. So if you... If you're the Rams, you want to stay home and host a playoff game. I'm going with the Rams. Gosh, they scared me last week. And after that scare, I think Stafford, he wants to step up his game. So this weekend, I'm picking the Rams. Yeah, San Fran needs this or a Saints loss to clinch a playoff spot. I know the Rams are a little bit short. I know the 49ers are a little bit shorthanded, too, with you know, some various issues. And you know the Rams, I, know, I think they want that revenge because they lost to them. You know, in there, in you know, in the Bay Area earlier this season, it'll, it'll be a close one, but I'll pick the Rams. Um, okay, you got the Panthers in uh, Tampa now. Tampa actually has an outside shot of getting the number two seed. Uh, there are about a hundred different scenarios, so I'm not even gonna uh, go through them, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it really is. But I'll pick Tampa. I mean, Carolina, Christian McCaffrey's not playing. They don't have a quarterback apparently. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, Tampa, you know, all this stuff with, also with AB, I'm sure they're going to want to put that behind them. So I'll, I'll pick uh, Tampa. Absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. I think Tampa wants to give their fans a big show, especially after the weird week that they've been having and, and whatnot. And, and let's not, not forget, you know, whatever Antonio Brown is going through, I hope he gets whatever help that he needs it's like uh tom Brady said you, you gotta you gotta give him a little bit of grace and just hope that he he takes care of himself so that's what i'm hoping for in regards to the a total antonio brown situation there um but for this game tampa bay take tampa bay and the points tampa's favored by 16 and a half unlike a year ago it looks like tampa's gonna host at least one home playoff game before mm -hmm. the super bowl so they want to look sharp going into playoffs uh broadcasting note for this game most of the nation will get this game at 325 on cbs on sunday jim nancy will be in health yes. and safety protocol tom mccarthy um he's the tv voice for the philadelphia phillies for the baseball season mm -hmm. he'll be filling in in nancy's place yeah yeah, yeah, I saw that early this morning. Uh, going out west for this one, the NFC West. You got the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Cardinals still can win the division. They got to hope that the Rams lose, and they got to win this game against Seattle. They still. It looks like JJ Watt might be back. You know, he's off injury reserve. We don't mm -hmm. know if he'll actually be able to play on Sunday. But I, I think they show they got that killer instinct after upsetting Dallas. You know, Seattle really doesn't have anything to play for at this point. I think Arizona could try to get, maybe get a three seed and perhaps host a host a game. So, you know, I'm picking Arizona. 
Arizona, too, and I always have to say this. Let's not forget, they had a perfect season for a long time to start everything out. So, again, Seattle, they're they're done for the season. They got to regroup with, with some of the other teams. They need to get with the Giants and maybe figure out what they did wrong and then go their separate ways. Um, but Arizona <laughs> for this one. Arizona's favored by five. Uh, some places that have them favored by six and a half. Uh, I'm going with Arizona here, but this could this be Russell Wilson's last game in Seahawks uniform? We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. But this should be entertaining. I'm going with Arizona. Yeah, definitely, as it usually is between these two. Okay, AFC East, you got the Patriots and the Dolphins. Yeah, the Patriots can still win the division and perhaps have that really outside shot of winning the one seed. A lot has to happen. The Dolphins, you know, could this be Tua's last stand? Could this be Brian Flores' last stand? Um, so do you start this one? Uh, New England's favorite by two and a half, so technically they still have something to play for. Miami, trying to play spoiler, but I know Brian Forrest usually owns New England around this time every year. Remember that game, I believe, now three years ago? Yes. It, it turned out to be Tom Brady's last regular season game at yeah. Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I see the same scenario? Can it happen? Sure. Do I see it? No. It's going to be an ugly close game, but I'm going, I'm going with New England on the road. New England, short and simple. Next. <laughs> same, same here. I think New England could, should be able to pull this off, although it will be close. Like you said, Sid, it's probably going to be ugly mm-hmm. one there. Should be an interesting one here, too, in the NFC South. You got the Saints and the Falcons. Of course, they had that great classic game earlier this season. Uh, Saints need a win and a San Fran loss to get into the playoffs. You know, they're so inconsistent, the Saints. And I'm sure the Falcons will love to play spoiler. This could be Matt Ryan's very last game at the Georgia Dome. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to pick Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I, I, I think about that early meeting. I know they've had some injuries, but I know, Atlanta, I know, uh, I know Matt Ryan's going to want to go out in style in Atlanta. So I'm picking the Falcons. I, I'm going to go against you, Lakina, and say New Orleans. You know, Atlanta, they're, they're dumb for the season. I wouldn't be surprised if they put in their third stringers in to get a couple of, you know, reps and whatnot. So even though New Orleans is is up and down, I, they have at least a little bit something to play for for the postseason. So I'm going to say New Orleans. I'm taking the Saints. The Saints are three-and-a-half-point row favorites. So I guess Vegas knows something that we do. But I would say, if I'm, you know, stay away from a lot of these games you're in Vegas because there, there's a lot to kind of try to figure yeah. out. All right. Uh, you would, you know, could this be a close one between the Jets and the Bills? I mean, the Bills have a shot at getting the two-seed. Uh, Christine, you start this one for us. Gosh, you know, the the Jets, they, they've they had a roller coaster of a time this season, too. I, I wouldn't put this past me if somehow they keep this a close one, but knowing Buffalo, they're going to find a way to pull it together, especially when when seeding is on the line for them. So Buffalo for, for me. Buffalo is a 17-point home favorite. Uh, especially Woo! the way that the Jets, I know there's too many points, but especially the way the Jets played last week, they gave they gave away to Tampa Bay. I'm picking Buffalo to win, but I won't be surprised if the Jets covered. Yeah, but for my are. winner is Buffalo. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I think Buffalo won't win it, but I think it's going to be a close one. I, I just don't, 17, that's a pretty high number, I guess. Yeah. Like, I know Vegas knows something we don't, but maybe, maybe so. Uh, all right, the granddaddy of them all here, 720 on Sunday night on NBC. They definitely scored with this one. 
basically a win in your uh, now unless the Colts somehow lose to the Jaguars, it's basically a win in their <laughs> your end scenario here in the AFC West. Chargers and Raiders. Ah, uh, you start this one, Sid. The Chargers, as a the former governor Schwarzenegger would say, the Chargers are a two and a half point road favorite. Uh, the Raiders have been battling all year through on and off the field issues. Uh, the Chargers, I told you, again, they're a playoff team. I'm still going to stick to that. There's some very tough wins on the road this year at Philadelphia, at Washington, but some bad losses on the road at Denver and then at Houston a couple weeks ago. This is the time that the Chargers are going to grow up. This is a division game, a tough rival. You're on national TV for everybody to watch you. Justin Herbert will come out and play, and Austin Eckler is going to run that ball. I'm going with the Chargers to get into the playoffs. It's definitely it's it's like a playoff game. Whoever whoever wins <laughs> is in it, unless the game ends in the tie. That that's another scenario in there too. But I think for this one, it's going to be the Chargers. They've had the stronger season on and off the field. The Raiders. I think this is going to be a good time for them to regroup during the off season to figure out you know where coaching staff goes from here where the players are at with all this you know that happened off the field but for this sunday night i'm picking the chargers you never know which raiders team you're gonna get and i know the chargers have had their issues too they've had some questionable losses as well but i picked the chargers to go into the playoffs as one of the wild card spots i'm gonna sit to it it's gonna be very close could come down to a final possession, but I think Justin Herbert will do enough to win. I think the the Chargers defense is playing, you know, at a at a good time. They got they get a lot of their guys back, especially in the secondary. So I'll pick the Chargers, but it should be a good one though down in Las Vegas. All right, last but certainly least in this case, uh, Vikings and uh, Bears and Vikings, I should say. Uh, I'm not gonna watch a single minute of this game. I'm gonna let you guys know right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> Hicks is out. One's questionable. Uh, I know, you know, Dalton's going to be starting. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, Minnesota doesn't have very much to play for either. Both coaches are probably going to be fired. We think for Minnesota. Maybe. Who knows? I was say maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I was going to say maybe. Maybe one, but maybe both. Who knows? Or maybe neither. Who knows? But uh, it's going to be as close as it was in their first meeting on Monday night a few weeks back. I'll pick Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to pick Minnesota here, too. Not only are there, there's, you know, the coaching rumors, but they're also saying maybe Kirk Cousins could be gone, too, which is another shocking revelation out of this week. Um, I already said it, you know, a, a while ago how it's just it's unfortunate that, you know, they're going the they're possibly going the route, the bears of getting rid of Nagy first and then giving Pace a promotion. And what twisted world that makes sense in, I don't know. You figure out that math for yourself. Um, but but I will say this. If this is Nag- Nagy's last time on, on the field coaching the Bears, I, I got to give him a little bit of credit. He is not the worst coach that the Bears have had. Let, let's remind people of that. He's definitely not the worst. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did not perform as well as what the organization expected him to perform in the first two years. Great. Everything else after that, it it was kind of questionable. So if this is his last go around, I wish Nagy nothing but the best. I hope he succeeds with another NFL team. Um, But in regards to the, to picking the game, I, I think Minnesota is going to pull this one out. It's going to be a close one. 
especially you know with um with Dalton that uh that now has been revealed could be is the starter um I I I can't watch him you know demise the team any more than what it is so, <laughs> uh so yeah it, it's going to be Minnesota for this one I'm going with the Vikings as well Minnesota has opened as a six point favorite the over and under total is 45. Jeez. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Jeez. Like I like I said, you know, stay away from a lot of these games, Vegas. If you guys like, you know, like to gamble. But anyway, as those are your week eighteen fix, week eighteen picks, I should say, from the National Football League. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with KXRB's Christine Manica and Cindy Brown. I'm Lakina McGee and uh, uh, Christine. Uh, give you kind of like your quick synopsis of the National Championship game we got coming up. On Monday between you know Alabama and Georgia, yay again, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I remember you know a few weeks ago when we were talking about the playoffs for for college ball, and I'm like, I wouldn't question you know Alabama. Nick Saban knows how to how to strike and how to attack when the iron is hot. That's for sure, and I, I don't expect anything less to come out of to come out of the championship. Obviously. Um, I think Saban is going to need another hand for another ring. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I, I'm sure Georgia will keep it close for at least the start of the game. But in the end, I, I think Alabama is going to take home yet another title. Yeah, we'll get into more of our picks, Lakina, on the national championship game on our next show on Monday since the game will be taking place on that day. Uh Christy, I want to ask you, you referenced about the Hub Arkish uh, controversy yeah. with him and Aaron Rodgers. Me and Lakina gave our thoughts at the top of the hour. What are your quick thoughts about the situation? Did Hub Arkish step out in line or was he in, in right to say what he said? There is always that fine line of journalism, right? You, you want to mm -hmm. express how you're feeling, but you don't want to give your own opinion. And and right. I think what everyone is thinking about what Hub Arkish was saying, how Rogers basically abandoned his team during the offseason, wasn't fully honest about his vaccination status. Even if he said right out the gate, I'm not vaccinated, I, everyone would be like, all right, fine, sure, that's your choice, whatever. But the fact that you kind of continuously lied about it, right. um, th that's another issue. It, no regards to, like, you know, he, he's a great quarterback. You know, the numbers show it for, for himself and whatnot. So I, with what Hub Argish was saying, I think secretly all of us are just like, you know, he's he's not wrong. However, in, in regards to voting for the MVP and knowing that he has a vote for the MVP, I think he should have kept that opinion to himself. Again, I don't think he's necessarily wrong in what he was saying because we talked about this at the beginning of the season, how it's wrong that he kind of just, you know, foregoed everyone else on his team and kind of left them hanging during the offseason. Maybe, maybe there a lot of their games would have turned out differently, that's for sure. Um, but in, in regards to did he toe the line, he, he kind of did. And honestly, with Aaron Rodgers calling him a bum, he could have said something much worse about how bargage. But you know what? I think Rodgers responded in a classy way, just saying that. He's a bum, and <laughs> I, I think I think he's lucky, Hub Vargas, that he only got that out of Rodgers. Like I said, he could have gone a, a completely different direction. I respect Hub, but I, I think he should have he should have just kept this opinion to himself. 
I'm with you, Christy. And also, too, uh, while I get you guys real quick thoughts on this Bruce Feldman article, he does a great job covering college football for Fox Sports and FS1. He does sideline reporting for them, also, too, with for The Athletic. Apparently, Jim Harbaugh is putting out feelers and that he might be interested uh, in going back to the NFL. Sid, I'll start with you. What do you think? What are your kind of your quick thoughts on this? This is an easy one for me. He's trying to see who's going to pay him the most. Money talks BS walks, as uh, the one of my favorite rappers of all time, Mr. Kumo D, once said. Yeah. So ah. that's all this is about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, what does it you- mean that he comes uh, comes to Chicago? That remains to be seen. But all this is is who's going to pay me the most money is going to is going to be a better deal when I'm getting at at Michigan right now, even though I took a pay cut before the start of this season. I'm getting a lot of mixed feelings with this whole thing. He's had a great career in the NFL. He's done a great job with Michigan winning some big games for them. It, it's so I, I, I'm I, I'm torn just because. Would I like to see him come back in the NFL and maybe have that hardball rivalry again? Yeah, I would love to see that happen. Um, it, by him saying, by me hearing, you know, him going to the Bears, I, I don't think that's the right decision. He's a great coach. I'm not going to knock him for that, but I don't think he would be the best fit with the Bears. Could he be a fit with, say, Minnesota? I could see that. I could see that just because I know Harbaugh likes to work with established quarterbacks and just someone that has a good stronghold on the team. And if Kirk Cousins continues with the Vikings, I think that's a good opportunity. Um, If Vic Fangio is done with the Broncos, I can see him coaching the Broncos even. Um, But with the Bears, they they just got to start over right now. And Harbaugh, I I don't think, wants a totally big project if he wants to go back to the NFL. So it's kind of a it's a mixed bag of emotions for me. Yeah, I think this is all just to try to get money back from Michigan. I mean, yeah. he, did, he did he did the admirable thing of uh, admirable thing a few a few years ago, taking the pay cut so that you know other coaches get paid. You know, during the pandemic and some of the uh, some of their uh, Olympic sports, if you will, could stay afloat. Sure. Now that he you know he got he's got a Big Ten uh, championship. He beat Ohio State after seven tries. Um, he finally got to the play. Michigan got Michigan got Michigan to the playoff. He wants that bonus back. I can't yeah. see him going mm-hmm. back to the NFL after seven years. And they got, okay, Aiden Hutchinson uh, uh, left, you know, going to the NBA, NFL draft. I mean, he's going to be like the top five pick or maybe even the top – he's going to be at least a top five pick. So no one's surprised by that. But he's got a good team coming back, so I can't yeah. see it. But we'll see. We'll see. And one more question for you, Christy, before we get up out of here. The Chicago Bulls. They're trying to go for their ninth consecutive win tonight against Yay. the Washington Wizards. Their last game against the Orlando Magic. They won by four, but DeMar DeRozan, who in my opinion is the second uh, second candidate for MVP. He was seven for 13 from the free throw line, but he shot 100 free throws and made them after the game. He shot another 100 free throws on the other side of the court and made them. What do you think about this Bulls team right now? They are number one in the East. Uh, do you think it's imperative for them to finish in the top three uh, at season's end? Yeah, I saw him doing that. Uh, Chuck Swarski, he posted a picture of that on mm-hmm. Twitter, get, getting in those extra free throws. Good for him. You, you know, I always admire any player that can stay after and, and work on what they have to work on or if yeah. they didn't execute something correctly and work with another coach one-on-one. I always, always respect players 
for doing that. And it shows about, it shows a lot about their work ethic and who they are as players. So if you're, you're like that guy, keep on doing that because that I think is, is awesome in itself. I do think they have the advantage of being one of the top three. I, I really do. I, I doubted them a little bit in the start of the season. I remember saying, you know, they're going to be good, but, but I don't think, you know, they're going to be that good. Uh, I can officially say that I was wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. And this team has just, they've impressed me whether it's you know they're they're working their way through the pandemic they're trying to find how to adjust their lineup and how to adjust their plays with those players um with covid you, you know fi finishing all, fixing all those uh loose ends I'll say um but again I think I said this a few weeks ago too you have to give credit to the coaching staff you have to give credit to the coaching staff there's a reason why Players like Ball want to be on this team. They saw the potential in the coach who then saw, showed them the potential of what this team could be. And it's come to fruition. So so props to, to the coaching staff for sure. And it's going to be very interesting with that stretch that we talked about earlier. said so like that three-week stretch that they got. It's, it's going to be a tough stretch for them. Yeah. So. But I'm keeping my I keep my expectations tempered. But, you know, should be a lot of fun. This team has been a lot of fun so far. Hopefully they can keep mm -hmm. it up. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to this weekend? I know for me, uh, finishing up the, the NFL regular season. No, 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 darn it. <laughs> I, always, I hate this time. There's always why I hate this time of year because of the fact that, you know, we're down to the wire, you know, finishing up the, the regular season. Ooh, it, 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 tick, it ticks me off. But we've got some, you know, great games, you know, especially in the later window. Mm -hmm. So especially that night game between the Chargers and the Raiders, that should be so much fun. You got some college hoops, of course, coming up. You know, Villanova's playing DePaul. We'll see if DePaul can bounce back. Yeah. Michigan, Michigan. I think Michigan and Michigan State, they play yes. tomorrow on Fox at 1.30 p.m. Yeah. Chicago time. You are I'll right. be watching that one. Kansas and uh, Texas Tech, that should be a good one, too. That's a mid-afternoon game on ESPN, too. So, yeah, so a lot of great games this week. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee and LSU, uh, that, that's going to be like the, the, the near early evening game at 5 o'clock at ESPN, too. So a, a lot of great games. So. Absolutely. You, you know, we, we could always call the NFL Akina for a week 19. If you, if you want to have <laughs> one more week on I, here, <laughs> but, you know, I'm looking forward to all the, all the great, you know, last regular season games in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I'm also outside, outside of sports. I'm going to go see Eric Church in concert tomorrow. So Ooh. I'm very excited for that. I, uh, at first, and I'll admit this too. At first, I didn't really care for him when he first came out. But as the years gone on, I'm like, yeah, he's great. I, I gotta see him in concert. So I'm excited for that one. <laughs> oh, a lot of fun. Uh Sid, take us out. You can follow your surely on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's Crow McGee on the IG. Christine, where can people follow you? They can follow me at cmanica underscore KXRB on Twitter. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Second City Sports at War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media on all social media platforms at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch us every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports on Chicago. Once again, every Monday, every Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here live here on Sports on Chicago. Thank you very much for your support.
like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. All right, Lakina. All right. Uh, I know it's snowing and it's very cold in you know, most of the East Coast, but stay warm out there, folks. You know, wash your hands, take care of each other. If you're not going to get vaccinated, you know, look, wear a mask at least, please. This Omicron variant is just wreaking havoc all over the country. But for Sid and Christine, I'm Lakina. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Bye bye, Daggy. Holla. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.